0: Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Raley. The scenario is Under the Winter Snow. It was written by Nathan Ross, and it's available from Drive-Thru RPG. And our game master is David Gasaway. This is a one-shot, and the first time we are running it. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. David?
1: Uh, It is late January in 1921 in North Dakota, uh, and in the small town of Eisner, a uh, confusing new illness has reared its head. Local doctor Antle has contacted the county medical examiner, and he has assembled a small team uh, to uh, go into the town of Eisner and see if they can determine the nature and degree of danger that this illness presents. It's only a couple of years since the Spanish flu swept through. Uh, and so you find yourselves leaving the county seat and driving Northwest toward the hamlet of Eisner in uh, a, a county wood-sided wagon uh, in which you can all introduce or reintroduce yourselves uh, as you enter the, the little town.
0: Well, it's not every day that uh, we get visitors from the county seat but uh, I guess we got some problems going on. Um, are you all from around here or is this horrible winter new to you folks?
2: Oh, it's not that new just uh, I'm Brad Brad McFarley from uh, Minot Daily News journalist uh, here to cover this this is fascinating.
0: no. Oh. Well, Mr. Uh, Mr. McFarley, I hope you're going to write us up as uh, it's it's not this uh, wholesome town, you know. It's not the kind of place where bad things happen very often. But you know, this is just disease. We don't want to ruin the tourist trade. We don't have much tourist trade. I'm just joking with you. By the way, I'm, I'm Sheriff Tolbert Nix. Just oh. Sheriff Nix. It's
2: a pleasure to meet
3: you, Sheriff. Well, Sheriff, it is nice to meet you in person. I'm Doctor Chambers. Uh, doctor Chambers,
0: yeah. Uh, Doc, uh, Doc Antle told me that you were uh, you were coming.
2: What do you think, Doctor Doctor Chambers? Uh, is this uh, is this illness that's spreading? Does it sound like it might have anything to do with the Spanish flu?
3: Well, I. That's. One of the reasons why I assembled this this team in the first place, I'd like to figure that out as soon as possible. Um, I mean, if it is as contagious and as deadly as the Spanish flu, we need to get it uh, contained as uh, now. Oh, can't let this spread.
1: What the local doctor made clear to you is that he is confused, doesn't recognize exactly what it's what's happening, but it uh, it. Uh, it the disease attacks people who are otherwise healthy. it can uh, have a quick onset and it has led to multiple deaths in a matter of a couple of weeks yeah we we're not uh,
3: Dr. Antle isn't sure what it is um, and until I get a look, I have no idea I, I can't offer any more information.
4: Well, I hope this were, I hope this is important because. I was trying to enjoy my week off with my husband until I wasn't called in.
3: Oh, I, I'd say that uh, people dying from disease is a rather important issue. I'm so sorry it disrupted your weekend.
0: Miss Curtis, I think that uh, you're going to have to help control the way uh, uh, Mr. McFarley uh, paints a picture of our of this situation. We don't want people panicking now. We don't oh, want I'm...
2: them... Uh, you know. I'm not for a sensationalist story, Sheriff. I I'm just wanna get the facts, that's all.
4: Well, Dr. Chambers, I didn't mean to sound insensitive, but I've I've been very stressed recently. It's been it's tough, so I'm a little I was in, trying to enjoy my week off.
3: <laughs> well, right, right. And uh I see Professor Summers couldn't make it.
5: Uh, no, no, um he he's, uh, in, indisposed. Um, he's taking a a medical leave.
0: And you're also a doctor? Student?
5: Uh, no, no. Uh, grad student from, uh, Black Black Hills University down in uh, Spearfish, uh, the, South Dakota. Well, I,
0: I hope then that you'll be uh, of use to Doctor Lawrence
5: and. Uh. I I hope, I I aim to be, sir.
0: Well, we're in for a bumpy ride. This ain't no uh, major highway
1: leading out here. So uh, just hold on to your hats. And indeed, it's a a county road that you're on as you enter the uh, hamlet of Eisner, population 700 plus uh the county road passes through the town uh and its local name is Hart Road hart as in deer and the town is that road one other significant road that heads off to the north uh butcher road um there's a, a small lake and a creek that runs out of it uh and you know several smaller roads that branch off the main too but it's you know it's a uh, it's very much an isolated local community um you've got chains on the wheels of the truck and even so you have to mind your driving as you come into town uh because there has been snowfall and it is you know hovering at at the warmest time of day around freezing um i have one question is any does anybody in the wagon have any sort of weapon other than the sheriffs
2: mm. Sure I, ha- bring a weapon. I have two pens and two pencils, and the pencils are very sharp.
1: Yes, and in, in the right circumstances, those can indeed be deadly. Uh, and so uh, you should discuss, basically, you only know two places in town. Uh, Dr. Antle's small clinic, you know where that is. Um, and uh, also, he's arranged for you all to stay at a small rooming house, and you know where that is. Yeah, So it's smaller. up to you to decide. Molly Quill's place, Eisenhower's. It's the Rutgers. The Rutgers. Oh yeah, I forgot about them. So it's it's your choice whether you'd want to rush to the clinic or stop off at, at the at the at the inn rooming house, really.
3: Well, if it's the same to you, gentlemen and Miss Curtis. Um, I'd like to go to the um, the clinic first
0: well let's do this i'll drop you off at the clinic you leave your stuff in the car and i'll drive it on over to the inn, and we'll uh we'll get y'all situated up there and i'll come back and see if you need anything
1: okay so uh you can see the the rutger house uh it's really just a farmhouse with some add-ons just off the side of the road and you drive past it uh, and take a left onto a smaller lane where you find Doc Antle's clinic, uh, and all but the sheriff get out. Um, you know, it's a the clinic is a private house with uh, you know a, an addition built onto it. Uh, normally there are two beds that he maintains, but he's actually set up two cots. Uh, and uh, Doctor Antle meets you at the door with his two nurses.
3: Dr. Ansel.
1: Uh, I'm glad you could, I'm glad you could come. Uh, uh, please come in out of the cold. Um, Would you to shut the door right away? Um, you, made, you made excellent time actually. Welcome.
3: Yes, yes well, I came as fast as I could get people together.
1: Good. I recognize your voice, Dr. Chambers. Uh, everyone, I'm Dr. Antle. Uh, these are my nurses, uh, nurse Haddocks and nurse um, denim um charmed uh, Dahlgren uh, nurse Dahlgren has been with me for several years had ex only uh, only two uh, and uh, you know we've we uh, you know I, uh, we've been um, well we're all a little over right now uh, uh, make yourselves I, I, I've got a parlor. Um, there's Haddix. Could we have a, a bit of tea, and then we'll we'll see the patients. And she bustles off, and, and, and he asks you to be seated.
2: When when did you first notice uh, this this uh, outbreak, Doctor? other
1: uh, the journalist, um, uh, Mr. H- H- uh,
2: McPhee. Oh, McFarley, Brad McFarley. Pleasure to meet you, Doctor.
1: Uh, welcome. Um, I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you all access to my notes um, after you've seen uh, the current uh, clinics and the residents. Um, I was first aware of something unusual on the 12th, but I, at this point I recognized that it began earlier. Uh, it, there's at least one uh, patient of this syndrome or whatever it is uh, that passed before I knew there was something unusual. Um, the second two gentlemen were in my care throughout. And so I could track it. Uh, I've also seen at least four other cases who were still in their residences that have not yet become severe enough or unwilling to come into the clinic. And, and we don't have that much space here. And I don't know whether there's a danger of cross contagion. Um, the simplest way to put it is that uh, the, uh, the victim of this contagion um, begins to cough generally, a dry cough, a shallow cough. Breathing gets uh, increasingly uneasy. Fever is not a constant, although there is at times a spike in fever. Um, uh, there are periods of weakness to the point of swooning and fainting. Uh, patients uh, find it impossible to rest comfortably. Um, and the a uh, period from initial onset to a grave illness can be a matter of only a few days. Wow. Yes. Uh, and um, so, and currently we have uh, three departed and at least six infected, and I think eight infected. So in a matter of almost no time at all, that is uh, tremendous. Also, uh, these aren't members of the same family. It's, it's scattered. Uh, in a way that I, I'm not entirely, um, I'm not entirely capable of understanding. So, so were... I hope I'm not overreacting, um, or rather, I hope I am overreacting. Sorry. Oh,
3: that's, uh, so we're here to find out. So all, any attempts at, at contract tracing, you can't uh, find a. I guess a, a...
1: there is no obvious connection, except that this is not a large community. Um, you know, most people go to church on a Sunday, uh, okay. You know, we have one small family restaurant in town, uh, at least two of the patients ate there and other people might've had a cup of coffee. I, I haven't even been able to speak to everyone. Um, not all the patients are, uh, always lucid.
3: Oh, now are you, are you the only physician in town?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, I've been in practice here for 18 years. Uh, again, uh, Nurse Dahlgren, um, the, she's the, the fair one. Um, she's been with me uh, through her training. She was, she was still a student when she came to work with me. Nurse Haddock's came on a couple of years ago. Um, and normally, you know, this is a, normally people are coming from rural areas outside of town because I, I'm not that busy. Uh, right now, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. Um, Tom, uh, you drive back down Hart Road to the Rutger House. Right. Um, it's, uh, it's just a large farmhouse. It's not a, a proper inn. Uh, the Rutgers are an older couple who are semi-retired who have begun to let rooms. Um, and uh, they situate your the, the things into a few rooms and uh flutter about and offer you coffee and and, and biscuits and whatnot oh, no, um, of course
0: i tell them that i thank you kindly but i do have to get back to the others uh we're getting debriefed by uh dr atler and uh,
1: and they're clearly eager to hear what's going on like they know something's afoot uh and and they and they're they try to hide how anxious they are to find out what's going on, so they can run around and tell everybody what the why the outsiders are here.
0: Sure, um, and I don't want you spreading no no disinformation. Uh, we you know we got to keep the peace in this town.
1: Oh, uh, you know, Sheriff. Oh, uh, you know, the last thing we want is a panic. We're happy to see you in town, but if there is something going on, if there is something that we're not being told, we deserve to know.
0: Well, you're all going to be. Uh, we'll we'll definitely uh, pull everybody together and talk to them about it once we know what's going on. Yeah, but wow. uh, it's, it's it's very cold outside. It's a pretty bad winter this year. You you all stayed nice and warm and toasty in your house. And
1: we 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 all be having supper here tonight.
0: Oh, uh, very likely, probably. I'll 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 ask them, but you know. Let's let's just assume that we're going to be eating here tonight. They've had a trip, Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll prepare for that. Uh, and I, I do hope uh, I do hope that uh, there's no cause for alarm.
0: Of course. Oh, now you all take care, and I'm going to get back to the others. Which point is there? Me?
1: Anything that you uh, folks would like? Any further questions before you? Uh, enter the clinic and look at
4: the patients? Uh, yes, Jamie. Um, at some point, I would like to get uh, my hands on like, any files, documents on just the patients that you currently have and then uh, any local files on the local households and stuff like that, just so I can compile a, a fuller picture based on what I already know about this place. Just for personal
1: and professional purposes, presumably professional, rather than personal. Good heavens! Um, uh, well, uh, let's. Um, uh, Doctor Antle will assure everybody in the clinic, uh, and and both uh, presumably you have had uh, you know a spot of tea and whatever warmed your chill blains since being outside um by the time you go to the clinic both nurses are, are in it um and again there are two beds and two cots uh and and four patients between them uh it's uh a, a youngish man a middle-aged woman an older man and a, and a teenage boy are in the clinic and they're all you know, done up, there's some, you know, so there's some mentholated wraps, there's a mustard wrap, there's blankets on somebody, there's ice packs on somebody. Um, There's a bit of, there's a little bit of moaning, but they're mostly not really, the patients are mostly not really aware of their surroundings. Um, And uh, the uh, doctor will hand you his journal from the beginning of this investigation? Let's
3: see. January 12th, 1921. The Jiller, male 37, uh, presented with feelings of weakness, um, persistent cough, uh, prescribed Um, uh, Drama whiskey to clean lungs, to clear lungs. No sign of phlegm or other infection, however. Uh, The 14th, patient complains of aches and severe muscle cramping. Uh, Fell when leaving clinic, keeping him overnight for observation. Um, Suffered from disturbed sleep throughout the night. Did not wake but was highly active and cried out several times, has developed a fever 101 degrees Fahrenheit. Um fever has worsened 103 degrees Fahrenheit. Um and sorry, what is his name? My reading cursive is terrible. Tiller. Is it filler? Tiller. Tiller. Oh, it's a T okay. My bad. Tiller cannot get out of bed due to weakness. Um, Second dose of whiskey, no signs of pneumonia. Uh, on the 16th patient wakes only intermittently, uh, delirious, non-responsive cannot awaken. Uh, he passed uh, at 2:19 pm. Uh, that is very quick.
2: God, just four days., well, less than four days. Might be
4: uh, more severe. <laughs> I think you might be correct if, if all of them were.
2: Such a fast onset of fever.
4: Now I understand why we all are here.
1: Hmm. This should be the second one.
3: Okay, on the fifteenth, um, we have Vincent. H uh, female, fifty-four, complained of uh, tight, binding feeling in chest, and suffering from um, restricted restricted breathing. That is an R. My goodness, my glasses are not good enough. Apparently, okay. No signs of congestion or in, or inflammation. Want, uh, wanted to keep her overnight, but she insisted she return home. Uh, On the 16th, there was a house call patient suffering a bounce of severe nausea and low-grade fever, uh, still refusing to stay at clinic. Um, B. Vincent, her husband, confided that she had been out of sorts for two days prior to seeing prior to seeking treatment, left him with strict um, instructions to prevent spreading infection to himself. On the 18th house call, patient appeared pale and and complained of chills. Examination revealed reduced muscle strength and bleeding at the back of the throat. Patient also had difficulty focusing. Husband reports that she has slept poorly the last two nights. Uh, the 21st house call by B. Vinson. Patient's condition has deteriorated, has not slept for periods of greater than 30 minutes at a time. Um, fears going to sleep and suffers delusional episodes. Um, prescribed sedative to help patient rest. Uh, B. Vincent admitted to admitted to shortness of breath and intermittent cough um, on the 22nd. H. Vincent passed during the night. Just six
2: days, five and a half days.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, plus the two. two
0: days beforehand.
2: Yeah. Plus two days beforehand. Still, it's like a week, week of August.
3: Symptoms. That set of symptoms is very interesting. How it. Uh, Leads to death so quickly.
1: That's Definitely. what's astonishing. And um, uh, uh, the, it, it isn't acting like the Spanish flu at all. It isn't acting like a, 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 a seasonal flu. I haven't seen any signs of pneumonia. The yeah, I mean, cough they're... remains dry and shallow. Or any of these. The... Uh... Has an autopsy been done on either of the deceased? No, we have not we uh, we can't bury them, of course, because the ground's harder than steel, so um, the the three who have passed because uh Sam Eastman is the first, although at that point i i didn't think there was anything unusual but they're all uh, they're all resting uh, in the church basement until until uh, we can give them a proper burial. well, could you um...
3: Go over with me so we can do introductions uh, with the people at the church. But I would like to perform an autopsy. I want to know what killed these people.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make that arrangement. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll call the reverend at his home and, and make sure we can get in. Um, in the meantime, you know, if you'd like to, you know, um, if you can see anything regarding these, these four patients that I can't, I'd be most grateful.
3: Well, uh Mr. Shaw what do you what do you think of this Um it's it is rather
5: strange Um and you you hi, hi I I'm I'm from a college in South Dakota I am up here shadowing um Dr. Chambers Um you you said that not everyone was having a fever
1: There's all fever appears but it is intermittent But it's not like I'm bringing it down and it's coming back up. It seems to come in in waves, or uh, it it just comes and goes. Uh, And if it built in in a consistent fashion, it would make more sense to me. But uh, you know, an hour after I take someone's temperature, they can they can uh, read as normal, and then two hours later, it can spike again. Uh, And they're not eating. Uh, I don't even know where they're getting the energy to burn up like this when they do. Huh. Uh, at that point, the um, the teenage uh, patient who's on a cot uh, sort of stirs, uh, and and uh, and he he sits up. He's he's quite drawn, right around the eyes, uh, and and obviously you know damp with. With sweat, uh, and he—he, he, you know, you can hear his like wheezy, shallow breathing as he pants, and he says, uh, "He wants something from me. He wants something from me." Oh, oh, oh.
3: calm, uh, calm down, there, son. <laughs>
1: Uh, and the, the the older nurse, Nurse Haddix, who's, uh, uh, you know, has a, a darker complexion, um, sort of, you know, props a pillow up behind him and, and rests a hand on his forehead. And she says, he's, he's burning up. He's burning up again. Uh, if...
3: Dr. Antle, you, you said that um, in your notes here that uh, this uh, this other patient was delusional.
1: That's um... right, right. Fever or no, uh, they they uh they're not they don't they don't make sense for most of the time that they at least once this thing takes hold or you know they have periods of lucidity but uh you know and again i think it has something to do with the fever of course but they're not always hot when it happens um and they have trouble sleeping which of course they need to desperately to recover yes i wonder if these um
3: well, if perhaps it's not an issue with the lungs that is killing these people, but if it's something that is um, cerebral, if this disease attacks the brain, perhaps.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that is that's that's certainly cause uh, for for an autopsy. It could be, but it's got to be it's got to be in the body, uh, and not it isn't. It doesn't seem like anything. I mean, they're not showing other neurological indicators. Uh, you know, There's there isn't twitching or spasm or anything. If, that's um, true.
5: if the I fever if, if the fever gets uh, severe enough, it could cause um, at least some uh, brain damage. Um, uh, at they, least that's been that's been observed in rats. So
3: yes, and uh, so if they all had a high fever, that would uh, that would be a nice explanation. But it's the it's. Is the facts concerning the, the patients that are delusional without the presence of fever and the their loss of motor function? There is does
5: does the fever does the fever start uh, before or after the apparent mental
1: effects? In the patients I've seen, uh, they recognize they're sick first, uh, but. Um, Again, the, the first fellow to go was Samuel Easton uh, Eastman, and and uh, his wife says he was he, he was touched in the head before he he had a fever or a cough, but they didn't call me. She was just worried about how he was you know how he was feeling, uh, you know, and you know mentally. Huh? Uh, could everyone uh, spot hidden for me? Yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry to interject gentlemen, but.
4: It's it's a little. I know it's delusion as you're saying it, but it's a little creepy what they're
3: saying. Oh well, that's that's oh. common with with patients. I mean, when they're there, yeah, they're they're not lucid. <laughs> I wouldn't take too much stock of what they're saying, Mrs. Curtis. I passed my spot hidden. I also passed.
5: Uh, what do I get with a ninety-nine? Oh my!
2: I got <laughs> oh oh oh. <laughs> we both uh, bombed it. <laughs>
1: No, uh, the two of you both turn and bonk heads, Three Stooges style. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I'm around to recover uh, your embarrassment. Um, the, those of you who were not uh, interacting cranially, uh, the uh, younger nurse the, who's fair and has sort of a bright red lip, bright striking bright red lips against your fair skin, uh, when you said something about uh, there being a, a mental component, she like really perked up and is like looking at you while trying not to let the doctor see that she has something she wants to impart.
3: Uh, Miss Haddix,
1: was it? Sorry, it's it's Dahlgren who's the... Um, oh, Dahlgren the is, the, one. Is, Haddix the is the Fair
3: oh. one. Yeah my apologies and it's probably something i did in character said the wrong name
1: <laughs>
3: oh, belgren my apologies um
1: oh not at all not at all i mean we just got here no offense taken
3: uh what is uh what have you noticed about this this situation i mean you're, you're taking care of these people is there anything that um any insights you could offer
1: and you can see sort of Antal, you know, crosses his arms and turns away a little bit. Um, and uh, Nurse Delgren says, I, I do wonder, um, I do wonder about, about how they're feeling because they all seem very upset. And it's not just like they're worried about the sickness. Most of these people didn't even know that anybody else in town was sick. So it's, uh, they're, but they're very upset about something. And, You know, in addition to the the cough and and the nausea, they also have uh, other sort of injuries. And and at that point, Andal sort of clears his throat um, and says, actually, we've been over this. You will notice, uh, visitors, that um, some of the patients here uh, have uh, some visible bruising on their skin, uh, which I think is mostly related to them tossing in their sleep before they came to the clinic uh and there there have been incidences of uh damage that appears a bit like frostbite but you have to remember this is a rural community uh it is deep winter and some it is a common folk practice around here to pack a fevering patient with ice so some of the families will deny they did such a thing because it's embarrassing when you when you actually are hurting your husband or child with the with your full treatment, but I don't think there's anything more to it than that. It's not like you can catch a disease that gives you frostbite. Uh, Miss Delgren, uh, I think uh, you need to uh, prepare the uh, afternoon pap for the patients. And he sends her off. I will follow Miss Delgren. <laughs>
0: Now, I'm not a medical type, but does it seem like it should be pertinent to discuss with the families the whereabouts of their where, where their family member has been hanging out, and perhaps, like you say, maybe church, maybe see if other people at church are also starting to feel ill. That's or, a good idea, Sharon. Or at the market, or if they all had apples or something
3: uh right i mean getting getting to the source i mean the initial source of infections uh this first gentleman who who passed on um where he got infected from would be quite interesting if we can discover that um and how it's spread to other members of the community that you are might not be a medical uh professional sheriff but that is exactly what we want to be doing right now
1: and I think I, you know, to, to some extent I've, I've anticipated that instinct, of course, uh, certainly the Reverend will have a better idea about who's a regular churchgoer than I do. And that could very well be a factor in this. But as far as Samuel Eason goes, uh, he never left his house after his wife told me he was ill. After the first time they made a house call there, he didn't see anybody and nobody came to see him hmm. so you know the, presumably there was some person or who knows an animal uh before that because he he wasn't going to church as soon as he as soon as he, as soon as he showed a fever he didn't leave his home until he passed
3: oh well i mean unless there's an animal that bites resemble bruises or frostbite
1: and there's not a lot running around this time of year. And that's the other problem in terms of people getting together. The uh, church is about the only place that people do meet up. It's cold. People are holed up. Well, I can go over and
0: talk to the Reverend. Um, what's his name let, yeah, again?
1: Yeah, let me make that phone call because uh, he's probably in the rectory, but he could be out seeing people. I'll make sure that he's, uh, he's, he's there to greet you. It's uh, uh, Samuel Jensen. It's the pastor's name.
3: And now the uh, the local congregation—they're not gonna—we're not gonna upset anybody by uh, performing autopsies.
1: You know, uh, this town lost uh, several sons to the Great War. Uh, it lost uh, another dozen or more people to the Spanish Flu, and it's not as though a lot of people even pass through a place like this. I think uh, even the most superstitious folk in town. I mean, we're not going to advertise. We're not going to invite anybody to watch the autopsies. But if, if we can prevent other people in this town from getting sick, nobody's going to. What they don't
0: up. know
3: ain't going to hurt them. And what you find out might help them. Well, I just, I just wanted to make sure before we have a, a crisis on our hands from upset families well, interfering with. What and Doctor
1: Angel can excuse himself to make those phone calls, so it's just you and Nurse Haddocks with the patients for a few minutes.
0: Uh, Doctor Lawrence, I can see what I can do about talking to the local mortician and telling him the situation, so that he can hide any any uh, damage that you might do during your autopsy. Well.
4: Yeah, just to clarify, I did follow the other nurse because I wanted to uh, speak to her. Uh,
1: Right, so Miss Curtis uh, shuffles off down the hall after Nurse Dahlgren um, and she's in the kitchen. There's, you know, she's basically over a a vat of chicken broth and oatmeal Uh, uh, and she's a little startled when you follow her into the kitchen. Um, but uh, clearly not unwilling to talk. Um,
4: so, sorry to disturb you. I know you're you're busy, but do you work I know for how the I... county. Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, that's, which...
1: that's so neat. That's great.
4: <laughs> which Gosh. is why I understand how you you feel when you're interrupted by uh, by someone of the opposite sex.
1: It's a little bit uh. Yeah, the doctor is a very educated man and uh, he's been a big part of my training. I have enormous respect for him, but I swear sometimes he doesn't see what's right in front of his face. If it didn't come out of a book in Latin, he doesn't believe it. Yeah, which is also why he told me, he, he told us
4: back there, his point of view of the mysterious injuries. I would want to wanna hear what you have to say about it, how you think. The bruising, or your your
1: opinion, is what I want. Oh, honestly, Ms. Curtis, I um, I just wanted to point it out to you folks because I I don't have any idea. It's but I I you know it's not it's not they're not getting a bruise, they're not getting a big, uh, almost weeping bruise on their ribs from tossing and turning in their sleep. Um, and I've seen frostbite cases. Uh, you know, we have, we have a lumber mill north of town. I've seen some grievous injuries. Um, these people aren't losing the ends of their fingers and toes or, or, you know, even a, like a, a, a patch on their forearm that's frozen solid. That's not coming from an ice pack that would require sustained, you know, uh, contact with very cold material. And, and I, you know, he just won't see it. Okay. Okay. But- that's that's what I wanted to
4: that's what I wanted to hear because I feel like he he was just trying to breeze past the thing because he wants to get it over and done with and I just wanted to clarify with you because yeah, he wants to
1: find he wants to find something that you can inject to make this go away and I don't blame him because we you know this is a to to lose you know a few people in a few days in a town this size with no warning and. uh uh, you know, Abel out there, he's only 14 years old.
4: Oh, you
1: know? okay. and he's healthy as a horse. A week ago, he could have pulled a plow with his teeth. Yeah.
4: Um, also, just know how often do they go in their bouts of whatever it is? Like, how often do they speak like weirdly or?
1: Cause whenever, dream- whenever they sleep, they have, they have nightmares. And sometimes it wakes them up. Uh, and sometimes they don't really sleep at all. Uh, and sometimes they get so weary, like Abel did, you know, he, he falls asleep in the middle of the day and then, and then he talks about, you know, talks about a faceless man who wants something from him. Faceless? Gives me the chills.
4: Yeah, it would also me if I was hearing that. So do they, just to clarify, do they
1: speak in their sleep as well? I don't think anybody said anything you could understand or not more than a word or two. It's mostly, they sort of groan and turn.
4: Well, I, I won't keep you any longer. I'll let you get back to what you were doing. And thank you. Keep up the hard work. You can.
1: You know, I I uh, I I, I, had, I got to bring a few patients through the flu. Uh, I hope to bring as many patients as I can through this.
4: Well, behind a uh, behind strong, well, some people say behind a, A strong man is a strong woman, so a stronger woman. So just don't let the. All I will say as a little bit of advice, don't let the doctor get on your nerves too much. And I know it's. I know he's doing his best. He's doing his best. I know it's a male, male dominated world out there, but just hold your own. You'll, I know you'll, you'll make it. You seem like a smart woman.
1: I try to educate myself. I do.
4: And then I'll, I'll potter back to the rest. And I will fill them in of what she told me about her thoughts on the entrance.
1: Just so to save time. the rest of you, uh, you know, uh, nurse haddocks and you have been in there alone. Um, anything else you wanted
3: oh i'll, I'll ask the nurse nurse Haddock's um can you show me some
1: of these this these bruisings um nurse Haddock's is a is less uh forthcoming um but she sort of she you know she looks down and she sighs then she says uh, i uh the, the worst ones are on zadok um and she and she leads you over uh, to the uh, second cot uh, where there's an an older man uh, with a, a, a sort of a sharp gray beard. Uh, He's thin. Uh, he is his eyes are sunken. His cheeks are sunken. Uh, his eyes are open, but they're kind of just sort of rolling under heavy lids. Uh, his his breathing is labored, and. Um, she uh, moves a, a blanket and pulls out his arm, which is thin but muscular, you know, an old sort of farm working. And he's got, um, uh, you know, a series of, of bruises from thumb to plum size on his upper arm. Uh, and uh, there are a couple of bandages on his forearm. And if you peer under them, indeed, it's there's... Uh, a wound there that would be consistent with uh, the uh, after condition of necrosis due to, to something like frostbite or a burn or acid or something. It's not, you know, the, the dead tissue this is gone. This is quite interesting. Uh, you can certainly roll medicine. Excellent.
5: I don't know if you should
3: be touching that. I'm not. <laughs> oh, OK. Just, Thanks uh... for uh, keeping, me, uh, keeping me honest there, Shaf. Definitely don't want to uh, catch whatever this is. A 63 is a path. Uh,
1: short, the short answer is that um, there is nothing consistent, in your understanding, with a bacterium or a virus that could cause symptoms in, in these correlations. So either these people are being victimized in some other way, or this is a completely novel illness, but it is definitely, uh, you know, something is going terribly awry with either the treatment or their condition in in other sense. Um, uh, Dr. Antle has returned, uh, and he says that the Reverend will be, uh, I spoke to the Reverend's housekeeper. Uh, and he is uh, on call but she's expecting him for lunch and he'll be able to meet you at the church within a half an hour at the longest
0: excellent, excellent. Well, why, don't I, uh, why don't I head on over there and I'll, uh, I'll see if we can come up with any kind of
3: correlation hey, m- Mrs., Mrs. Curtis uh, make yourself useful and uh, show um, like the county maps that you brought I hope you brought property records. I want to see. Oh uh, yeah, of course I do.
4: What kind of county clerk do you take me for? Of course I've got. That's why I want to see their 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 records as well, so that I get a better uh,
1: understanding based on where where are
3: all these cases? Where do they live? The
1: people that are catching this. So the green spot is the doctor's clinic. Okay. Uh, the red spot is uh, the Rutgers house where you'll be staying. Uh, so this is the main road through town. This is the road that shoots off north. Uh, the church is right over here. It's got an intended cemetery. The rectory is next door. Um, and it's it's cold enough that, you know, trekking down here and over there, it'd be nicer to be in the truck, although it's not necessary. Um, okay, I would like... Um
3: these cases the people um where these people lived
1: right so yeah the uh, between the, the the nurses and the doctor can lean over and everybody it's a small enough town that everybody knows where everybody is uh the first case was samuel easton eastman sorry um and samuel eastman's place is over here at the end of this lone drive with just a couple of houses on it uh, just underneath one of the pine stands uh, that the ten makes part of the building from. So that's the Eastman Place. Uh, and then Claude Tiller uh, lives uh, just a, a few houses north of the cemetery, up here in the north of the map. And Henrietta Vinson uh, lives at the end of this long lane, down here so they're both they're both pretty close to the cemetery and pretty far from eastman's place uh, and then daniel madden who is in the first bed uh lives uh, also off of butcher road not far from the cemetery sarah butcher who's the middle-aged lady in their bed lives down south of red hill and as as you're going over this dr antler antle sort of rubs his chin and says yeah
2: yeah they're all
1: on the they're all on the east side because because abel harrington is in one of these little houses uh and and zadok pratt is he's off of Hart road but they're all none of only eastman is in the west half of town that does suggest something well, if they were closer I, well, to the marsh, I'd think it was something to do with the marsh.
3: But there's no, there's no cases um, south of Hart Road. Uh,
1: there's not yet been a case south of Hart Road, no. Yeah, and, doc,
3: it, Dr. Lawrence, do you think
0: germs care what roads are in the way?
1: Well, <laughs> this is, I'm not
3: talking about no germ. I know of causes, symptoms like this um all of these symptoms at once if there is something i mean they mentioned an animal um if there's um their their location could be that road could be a factor for other reasons if they're getting their water from a certain place certain shared wells yeah, um, water. what there's other uh, their location in that sense could have could matter sheriff
1: and doc Antle says yeah i mean again if they were if it were warm season and they were closer to the marsh instead of the other way, I would I would I would definitely think there was a, a stronger case for something biological. Uh, and I'll point out while we you've got this map, um, uh, other places that folks are likely to be together, because um, there's only a handful. So you know, there's the church. Uh, just south of the church is the is the town post office, which is the only other place that everybody goes um uh the the feed store is just off the hook on Hart road uh and the town's only family restaurant is is not far from here just back onto Hart. uh i I don't think of any other public places except for workplaces farther north on butcher there's a little mill and a blacksmith uh but none of those people none of the people who are sick are are involved in those workplaces
2: is there a school a local schoolhouse maybe
1: yeah, the the schools farther past, down past uh, here, me down by the marsh. Is there uh, a tavern? Oh, not since prohibition. You know, honestly, if you ask at the family restaurant, real nice. Uh, you can you can get something, and of course, a couple of the farmers are are making something on the corn. But uh, there is not a public tavern now.
3: Have you had have you had health problems in this
1: town because due to the marsh before? Uh, no, not nothing, nothing, nothing you'd note. Uh, you I'm know, just... I mean, any place where there's swampy gases or you know biting insects, you might run across something. But this there is could a be snow be. Melt. coming down the hill i bet you'd find the marshes is brick hard right now except maybe in places where gas comes up it hasn't right. we haven't had uh, you know five days above freezing for a month
3: well, i was just curious um about um, your conjecture about the marsh um
1: yeah i mean I'd, it's it's not it's not pleasant land but it's not you know it's not we not we, we haven't got malaria up here
2: well, can, can we trace the gentleman who is, uh, who is on the west side? Can we trace any of his uh, recent activities to the east side? Well, did he go out out get, to the hills?
1: As far as I know, as soon as he got sick, he never left his house. Uh, but uh, his, his widow, is, uh, Anna, works at the post office. Uh, you can ask her about it. She had a terrible time with him.
2: Yeah, we'd um, want to find out where he was we're... just before he got sick. I am, I am curious
3: about something though. What's Has that? she shown any symptoms?
1: Anna, no. Anna, Anna. The only symptoms Anna's shown is is grief. Uh, I think she's barely been back to the house. I think she spends a lot of time at the post office after hours because she's so torn up. And uh,
3: the husband of Mrs. Venson who passed away. Uh, b benson
1: you know he he uh has uh, he did show some some shortness of breath uh but he hasn't he hasn't worsened uh so i'm i'm keeping an eye on him
3: uh, I, because it, it, if this was some kind of traditional pathogen um you think it would spread to members of the same household you'd think you but that that hasn't occurred
1: yeah only 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 in the vincent family we even had two people in the same household and uh and and little abel harrington he's got like uh three or four brothers and sisters i can't even keep track they're all fine uh no that's this is one of the reasons i'm concerned it's it doesn't act the way i expect something like this to act You'd think there'd be somebody who stopped off at, at the rutgers uh you know and stayed the night and then the next day you know mrs rutgers sick and then she goes to the tap you know the the family restaurant and so on but it's not like that
3: all right well thank you so much mrs curtis you can put your map away um we've got all the good bits to note anyway and... Well, so if I'll I'll go over with the sheriff, um, uh, Mr. Shaw. You can come with me and help me uh, perform the autopsies, uh, Doctor uh, Antle. You're welcome to to join us. Um, as far as uh, Mrs. Curtis and McFarley, if you want to get started uh, hitting up with the uh, the family restaurant, the post office, um, find on, out if these people have been coming and going. Uh, start the tracing that way. We'll do. That oh, we'll do.
4: A uh, good old fashioned. <laughs> right luckily
0: we can take lots of notes McFarley.
2: yes and get a nice hot cup of coffee over there yep
0: okay so doc you're coming with me
3: yes we're going over to the church okay
1: um doc Antle uh says that um he's very eager to hear the response of your autopsy uh but he's going to uh he's actually going to run a couple of house calls on potential other parties rather than, than attend. Um, but if how, you could report back after.
2: <clears throat> um,
1: this time of year, a few people are going to be down with something. Um, yeah, there's really there's cool. at least two people who, who I'm, I'm concerned about. There might be a couple others that are. Well,
3: Mr. Mr. Shah, you're, you're studying your degrees in medical research. Yes. Yeah. Um, which, which would you deem uh, more conducive to the experience that you, that you wish to receive here? Would you rather shadow me uh, with the autopsy or would you rather accompany a uh, Dr. Antle with his, um, with his house calls? If that's well, all I, with the doctor?
5: I, I, I think the, uh, the autopsy is a little bit more my, my speed. Um, I don't, I, I haven't done much uh, work with people, uh, but a,
3: a lot of work on rodents. Um,
5: well, I mean, if that's...
3: I have no... I have no issue if you would like the shadow Well, doc, the Dr.
0: Lawrence, I ain't going to be any help to you during the autopsy. I mean, I can hand you... Well, you...
3: Soon. I mean, you don't have to... Uh, you're simply uh, driving over there. You don't have to stay.
0: Well, I'm going to talk to the Reverend, but... Uh, um i'm just saying maybe your your mr shaw here can help you out all right oh. doc we will keep you apprised of what was going on
1: uh good. yes i'll be back uh here at the clinic in uh, an hour and a half or two hours the latest uh and we can reconvene uh good luck to all of you um and thanks for thanks for coming you can see I'm I'm glad uh, you agree that there is cause here for concern.
3: Yes, this is um quite peculiar. Well, all right.
0: So, if we're in the car, I'm quite perplexed as to how these people are getting this disease. Um we ain't got no animals out this time of year. So it ain't rats and it ain't f- flies or mosquitoes or
1: it ain't that. And uh, I might understand that Ms. Curtis and Mr. McFarley are gonna start at the family restaurant?
2: Yes. Is that what you said?
1: because That's convenient because the sheriff can drop you off pretty much directly on the way to the church.
2: That, that's where the, the wife of the, uh, of the gentleman who, who died from this. So
1: the wife is works at the post office, but they're oh. almost across the street from each other. They're yeah. quite close. Sex. A doc, I didn't get a look at all the patients.
0: Are they all male, or were there some ladies? No,
3: no, no. One of the one of the deceased uh, was female. Okay.
1: And one of the one of the people in the clinic right now is Sarah Butcher, fifty two, is also female. They seem to be in multiple age brackets. Some old, some young. yes the
3: the young the young man uh, who has it uh, surprises me. um As far as those of us who are a little older, um, that does not come as a surprise that they would um, be susceptible to such a a disease, but the youth of the town being uh, affected to such a degree surprises me.
0: Well, let's get you over
3: there.
1: So uh, Curtis and McFarley, uh, do you want to do the restaurant or the post office
2: first?
4: Hmm, maybe, maybe the post, maybe the post office first.
2: Yeah, good idea. Kind of if
4: we get that out of the way, we can then go to the restaurant and get a nice cup of coffee after we've spoken to one.
2: Excellent, I like that.
1: And uh, Nick Shaw and Chambers are to the church. Correct. Okay um will uh the post office should not be as long so we'll go there first um there are two customers in there uh and they're mostly obviously warming themselves up uh and and having some village gossip because it's you know there's not a lot to do and even going a few blocks will chill the hell out of you because it's it's windy and cold uh and uh the sky is real low, so you know uh, snow is coming again, and there's plenty already down. Um, so there's a, you know there's a bell, and you enter the post office, and of course the three people, uh, you know there's a woman behind a counter, of middle age. There's a man and woman, slightly younger, middle age, on the public side, and they all turn to look at you with curiosity.
2: Good afternoon.
4: Good afternoon. Uh...
1: Afternoon,
2: I'm, folks.
4: I'm uh, Jamie Curtis. I'm the county clerk, and this is Brad McFarley of the Minot,
2: whatever the name of. <laughs> oh yeah, the 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 Minot Daily News. It's it's a uh, pleasure.
1: Yeah, we get that paper in town. I think we've got I think we've got eighty subscribers or more. Uh, since yeah, the woman behind the counter and the the customers sort of um you know they greet you and they and they sort of uh bundle over into a corner next to one of those wooden desks where you can arrange your correspondence so that they can pretend vaguely not to be eavesdropping which they obviously are um miss uh have you got like a
4: a back room or anything we can uh we just would like to discuss some things
1: uh is this uh about samuel then uh yes um you know we we don't i can't let you behind the counter even be in county clerk this is a federal facility uh you know there's all kinds of rules jim Marilyn, you just you know go on home i'll see you later and the and the couple, you know, abashedly acknowledges that they were only hiding out to eavesdrop, and they leave. So you have the place to yourselves. Okay. Um. um sorry, you said M- Mrs. Curtis. Uh,
2: yes, Mrs. Uh,
1: and, and and Mr. McPhee.
2: Oh, McFarley, Fred McFarley. McFarley.
1: Wow. Uh, so so, uh, I I heard that they were sending Side help because whatever got. To got to samuel's gotten other people i'm glad you're here
4: yeah and we're here actually we're trying to run a like a, a tracking trace almost kind of thing and uh, we we just want to know do you know exactly where the last location samuel was before he started getting sick uh
1: well samuel it's
4: hard. Even the even the minuscule detail. I know it must be hard. I can't imagine the loss, but just any detail could help us save well, other people.
1: Samuel was sick in the head before he before we got the the lungs, the lung thing for sure. Uh, he he came back from hunting with Eli on the first of the year, kind of late. Uh, okay. And D- uh,
4: sorry to interrupt, but Dino whereabouts they hunt good hunting spot
1: well they were at Burden, so they were in the woods they probably went up into the hills okay uh i mean they they cover some ground uh he came back awful tired eli dropped him off and uh and he didn't sleep good that night and he, he didn't really sleep good after that uh he, he started saying things that I couldn't make heads or tails of. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's a man who keeps himself, and he, can, he could always be odd sometimes. But he, and he, he liked to draw. He, in the next few days, he filled a, a notebook with crazy scribbles and drawings, and, uh, and, he, and he didn't make a lot of sense but he wasn't sick at first he just he just didn't he just wasn't right and then he started the, the cough and then oh well, he we went I fast know, yeah i know this
4: it must have been hard. it must be hard for you right now it must be very difficult i can't imagine but um did you say that he started uh going a bit crazy the night that he came back from hunting
1: that's so right was- that's right I mean, he was, you know, they came back after dark and it was dead cold and quiet and he just, he just fell right asleep as usual. But I don't know if he slept through the night. And, you know, and the next, yeah, the next day he, he said to me, he said, uh, like it was the most serious thing in the world. He looked at me and he said, he was already home, but then he come home. And I asked him who, and he couldn't say. Uh, it was the damnedest thing. But I thought he had a fever. I thought, you know, I mean, a brain fever. I thought, you know, or he, he'd catch cold or somehow, or, you know, I, I'll tell you the truth. I felt his head for lumps. You know, I thought maybe they'd, he'd, he'd fallen down hunting and Eli hadn't even noticed. Okay. But he didn't have any lumps. He just didn't make any sense.
2: Do you know where Eli is now?
1: Unless uh, he could be anywhere, he'll be anywhere Carolyn tells him to be. Uh, he might be. Uh, I mean, he's been, he's been, he's been toting the dead around since they started dropping. So he might be up at the church. Uh, he might be at their place. You know, they live in sin. You know, I've always liked Carolyn, but I think it's. And Eli and, Eli and, and Samuel were, were friends forever, but Eli didn't come back from the war quite right, you know? <sighs> anyway. Um, um, just a, two more. I just
4: got two more questions for you. One is, has Eli been acting strange since?
1: Uh, Eli, Eli's been acting strange since he came back from the Great War. Uh, okay, so he would He's the only one of the boys in town who came back from the Great War. Uh, and he's got um, you know, he's got uh, some metal in his chest. Like, he didn't come back whole. He and, he and Samuel were the best of friends for the longest time. The May didn't quite get on since he came back. But, you know, they're almost like brothers.
4: Okay. Um, and my second one is if you've if you can get it for us, could I see
1: Samuel's notebook that he was oh the sketchbook yeah oh I don't have it here Good Lord um, I'll tell you if you want it if you want to look at it uh, uh it's it's in the, it's in the parlor at the house the, the door is unlocked you can go right there and look at it I don't I don't really want to see the thing. okay uh, it's you know, more of a
4: curiosity, to be fair. It's not, it's not really to do with our investi- investigation, but it could help at least us understand and the doctors understand more of his mental state and it might, what he it was might help.
1: Yeah. I don't know what that would have to do with people getting lung sick, but uh, you're welcome to it. You're, you could take the thing uh it, it just okay. reminds me of what a state he was in for the end you know he was a good man everything well, just fell apart
4: i'm sorry for your loss um Very sorry. and i'm sorry for taking up your time uh we'll leave you we'll leave you
1: to it then yeah you good luck uh you know you take care of yourselves and and uh help folks in this town out because it feels like the place is just falling apart around us.
4: We'll we'll, we'll do our best. Um, yeah, I, when we get outside, I will, because we're in the cold, we'll be freezing. I'll try to yeah. keep it brief to McFarley, but um, I think a big step here is speaking to Eli. Oh yeah. The thing is, if he wasn't already riding in the head, maybe they wouldn't notice if he was getting symptoms. But then, if he didn't get symptoms, but he was out with Samuel all day, why didn't he get anything? But Samuel did.
2: But maybe, maybe we could at least ask him questions, see where they went, what they did. Maybe, maybe they hunted uh, yeah. a, a, a rabbit and he ate it, and uh, and
4: True. Yeah.
2: Eli didn't. He might have been but, infected. Who knows?
4: But then, how did it pass on to others? If uh, the family a
1: restaurant had... is just across the street. Uh, yep. and you guys can hustle through the blowing snow yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and and, uh, and, and cool warm yourselves and we'll move on to the church. Well, uh, when, when the wagon pulls up, the reverend leaves the rectory, which is just south of the church and comes out to meet you. He's got a, a heavy wool coat on and a muffler and he sort of pulls his hand out of the muffler and waves to you and just opens up the, the door to the church and beckons you he doesn't He's not going to shake hands outside
0: reverend jensen thank you for uh seeing us uh this here is dr lawrence chambers and uh mr justin shaw
1: welcome to y'all uh good to see you sheriff uh come on inside uh i'll turn the i'll turn the uh boiler up in a minute so we can thaw off uh it's gonna it looks like the week's gonna just be just be as nasty as before
0: indeed um, so we have a delicate matter to discuss with you um, uh, the doctor and Mr. Shaw here are from the county seat uh, oh. doctor, uh, Dr. Antle sent for them
1: oh I understand I haven't had uh, to house so many bodies uh, I can remember all at once without there being an accident at the mill or something
0: well you you can appreciate that we don't want to cause any kind of panic um, uh, no, dr dr lawrence here dr Dr chambers here is trying to ascertain the nature of this uh infection, and he is going to need to uh, take a look at the bodies and uh possibly invasively um, we don't want that but to we in- well
3: we will be performing autopsies. It's not a maybe.
0: Well, we don't want, we don't want to upset the families, but, uh, as we figure, uh, uh, our mortician friend can uh, fix them up so that the family doesn't really have to know. Uh, but it's very important that we find out what's causing this disease.
1: Well, you know, Sheriff, uh, I don't think we have to worry that much about the families, because by the time the ground here is soft enough to bury any of these folks, they're, we're probably going to be in closed caskets anyway. It's, uh, it's, not a, it's not an easy thing to die up here uh, in the darker winter. Um, uh, and uh, So the churchyard doesn't have
0: any uh, cold tombs for uh, storing the bodies?
1: we uh no there's uh we i there had there's scarcely a family enough wealthy enough to bury above ground around here uh no we just we just stack them up like cordwood until uh until we have a good thaw and then we and then we bury them all at once as a rule it's (laughs) something this you know the uh we're uh is not a community that puts on much airs you know we all live pretty close to the earth um uh so i don't i don't think we need to worry about uh, delicate sensibilities for the most part
0: well um could you show us where the bodies are and then i'd like to talk to you about if uh if there's all members of the congregation we're trying to find places where they may have cross-contaminated one another
1: Mm, yeah yes uh yeah uh uh, of course um, and uh, I'll uh, I'll show you uh, where the deceased are uh, resident and I'll um, turn the place' I'll warm the place up a little bit and I'll put on some coffee so we can discuss things once uh, once you've done your your um, difficult business
0: that would be very pleasant thank you
1: uh, and you know uh, there's a room and a foyer and then uh, a door uh, and down a, a increasingly cold flight of stairs into a a stone cellar that's uh, long and narrow and pretty chilly Uh, there's a boiler at one end but it's only going to heat right around it because the pipes are all upstairs Uh, and he uh, there's only a couple of light bulbs which might be the biggest problem you have it's you know it's basically a storage space Um, uh, so there's a couple of swinging lights uh, and there are uh three bodies under white sheets on tables uh they're simple wooden tables um and it's you know it's probably about 45 degrees down here so you certainly see your breath um and uh and you can tell uh the reverend doesn't love being uh amongst the deceased but he sort of you know indicates uh, you know that's Eastman and that's Tiller and that's Ms. Vinson. Um, uh, and uh, I guess uh, God, you'll probably need you'll probably need some buckets and things. What I don't know what you need. Oh well, trays, uh, things to.
3: Anything that kind of can hold organs. Um.
1: Okay, I think uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if, uh, what we have except for buckets, honestly. I mean... You know what, I think we can call over to the general store. They probably have some pickle buckets. Um, I mean, we have was. wash buckets and things, but I don't, I don't know what would be like a tray that wouldn't be something that has, you know, sacred uses here. Um, right,
3: I would not want uh, wish that. Um, well, the, the buckets will, will work. I I don't have any. Um,
1: well, well, the get Reverend some... Jensen looks distracted.
3: Uh, you, Reverend.
1: Uh, do you? Uh, does anybody have much in the way of psychology? I have a little bit. Let's see
3: what uh, you can do. I actually have some too.
1: Just.
3: Ooh, a sixteen. That's a, th- a regular pass.
0: I got a thirty-three out of thirty-five. So yes, I actually got a regular pass. <laughs> a sixteen
3: back. out of twenty. Look at us. Look See at you, working types. Um, is, is he a rat? <laughs> no,
0: he's I probably could
5: probably just... I could probably psychoanalyze <laughs> him if he's a rat.
1: My uh this my this person. basement is like a maze. <laughs> <laughs> pellets. Where are the pellets? Um yeah, the, the reverend's attention is, is elsewhere, you realize. Um, and while you're interested in attending to the business at hand and also getting him to be of use, you see him sort of wander over to a wall not far from the corpses. And he's... He... He reaches toward the wall and then he sort of catches himself and looks at you furtively, yeah, furtively, looks at you in, in distress and, and self-consciousness. Uh, uh. And you can see that there's uh, damp and mildew, like a significant patch on the wall of the, of the church cellar. Like there could be structural damage. It's, it's so out of order is that and, what he was walking towards yeah Huh. uh and he says uh oh, gracious gentlemen um uh forgive me yes i'll see i'll uh, i'll send uh send someone down with some uh 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 i, I have some, i have a folding table uh that will be helpful i have some old linens that that you can uh cover things with um uh, i'll send some buckets and uh forgive the state of things down here I I don't um, I uh, yeah I'm, I'm uh, it's all right things I'll, like well, this
0: are... I'll uh, I'll accompany you make some of that coffee I'm not very comfortable with the dead people either especially in my basement so'll uh, uh, well. We'll leave Thanks, you sir. We'll, we'll make sure that we get those buckets and everything to you ASAP. Did, very well
5: which is french for
0: as soon as possible
5: did the did the sheriff just say that he had dead people in his basement yeah well. must be stress um yeah do you have a a, a beaker or, or something i i think i might scrape some of that mold and see what that is
1: yeah I, that's and you guys both have you know you have kits that you brought in preparation for doing the sciences that you intended to do so no shortage of leather bags sharp implements speakers gauze stoppers
3: yeah. yeah here you go mr shaw go go take a sample of that
5: yeah uh,
1: the stuff uh, on the the stuff that's loose on the wall first of all it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's not quite a dry stone foundation there is some mortar It's very much natural fitted stones. It's not blocks Mm -hmm. or anything, Uh, and it's the general condition seems very orderly and tidy. This area, you like, it seems like stones could slide out on this slimy decay that's happening, Uh, and there are um, filaments of like a a damp fungal growth that you can scrape off. Okay. It's, it's something that obviously is comfortable in the cold.
5: Um, if there's, are there like uh, fireplace tongs or something for use with the boiler?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
5: OK. I'll, after I'm done sampling the mold, I'll grab those and see if any of the stones up kind of near the top of it will, will actually slide out.
1: Um, yeah are they they solid they they it it feels like uh when sedimentary rock gets damp enough to to become more frangible than otherwise would be Mm. and if you start tugging you'll be able to get things to to crumble and shift pretty okay well
5: i'm not i'm not going to cause a structural issue so right
1: yeah but that is the condition Right. I have a question. Uh, please. Um,
0: uh, everything east of the the main road, uh, is it a gradient? Is the, it the whole hills?
1: town uh, tends to uh, higher altitude in the east and lower in the west. Okay, so it's all sort of going so towards the marsh. Yes. To what? Yeah. The marsh, but not, but not only the marsh. You know, the north is also the stream goes through the north, right? So it's less marshy because it's draining. Okay. But there's hills on the on the east side and lowlands on the west. So in the church basement is the side
0: with this damage on the higher side. It so is. So I, I it would be deeper underground.
1: Yeah, it is. Okay. This could just be
0: water seeping from
1: yeah um why don't you choose what corpse you want to start with and then we'll move upstairs
3: what an exciting proposition uh we'll you start got... with, we'll start with the first one
1: okay um so
3: going going
5: from right to left or left to right and your right or or my right
3: chronologically who died first oh, oh okay okay first So that would be my left to my right. Right. Uh, Right.
1: Okay, so you uncover uh, the corpse of Samuel Eastman. Uh, He's uh, maybe late 40s. Looks like a man who worked out of doors. Uh, And, uh, you know, he's he's dead cold. Uh, And... um, externally I mean you know there's a fair degree of lividity and so on he's been deceased for a, little, a bit um, roll for medicine as you open him up
3: all right so mr. Shaw you see your initial incisions um, that you want to make as well I nice. is just a regular pass OK.
1: Um,
5: I, I don't assist.
1: <laughs> the uh, and I, I assume, Doctor, that you're going a little bit. You're going. You're going to start light. You're hoping to get a table and some buckets and, and things. Yes. So you don't just want to. We're not going to start
3: carving in and extracting yeah. everything out. Uh,
1: it's it's disturbing from the outset, um, Mister Eastman. uh mr eastman um either had a protracted illness that's quite complicated or he was should have been in a circus his whole life uh his without even opening up the chest cavity because you know you're just gonna start with the guts because it's easier things are twisted they're peculiarly colored uh his organs are weird his organs are not even uh immediately recognizable you know imagine that his intestines had both mutated and had volition and they have moved around and then his organ meat organs, kidneys, livers, etc. had shrunk or shifted or bent. Uh, there are colors here that are unfamiliar. It's uh, our first sand roll. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, this is. I'm, like this sand I'm roll starting using. to
5: think that uh, all those anatomy drawings I saw were grossly inaccurate.
3: No, no, no. You're, those drawings are perfectly accurate. This is. Some un- is that fuchsia? This I don't know what the hell to make of this. This is. Uh, I failed miserably on my sandwich.
1: Just a one d 4
3: Oh, only one point. For, right. up
0: a Dr. Lawrence easy. runs screaming from the building.
1: We gotta get out of here! Uh, <laughs> It's nice and cold. You, this, look, no, 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 you just want.
5: This is an important question. Did you want me to roll the sanity as
1: well? Uh. You know, let's play. Let's play it like this. Um, roll an idea. Okay. To see how whether you recognize how upset he is, and if you recognize how upset he is, okay. Then you should roll San. Because
5: I did. I did roll San, and I'm going to hold on to that number. Intelligence. OK, that's a pass.
1: OK, then that sand roll counts.
5: All right. That's 100. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. That uh, really when, is... 1d4, you said? 1d4 plus 1. And okay. and we'll see. 3. 3, OK. Yes. So that oh. it's 3 plus 1? yes so that's,
5: three three plus
1: one yeah. okay so, so you you take you take four and you just stop yourself from touching it you're like it's so you see him look and it's so wrong and you're like and then you mr shaw all right
5: i'm pretty sure fuchsia is not supposed to be there that's, like that's a weird color that is
3: you're absolutely correct uh this this pink and almost this turquoise, dare I say, in here. This is. Uh...
1: Did either of you bring uh, uh, any uh, sterilizing liquor for just such an occasion?
3: Oh, of course.
1: I recommend <laughs> a belt. And we'll go upstairs um, to the sheriff and the reverend. OK. Uh, So the, wow, you know the the reverend this. like you know he's obviously unhappy with uh, circumstances in town and he's trying to put a you know the best face on it. Um, do you want to make any specific yeah, well, questions?
0: Well, I'm I'm sure that everything's going to be just fine. These are intelligent individuals; they'll figure out what's going on here. It's probably you know something on the the lines of a disease hopefully something as simple as a flu or uh, the pneumonia or something like that not uh, cholera or uh, the black well, death
1: well uh, <laughs> i'm not sure if i certainly hope it won't be that extreme you know it's um in a in a uh, a community of this size uh every loss is felt of course Uh, between between the flu and the war uh you know i would be i would be grateful to to see a period of of peace and and there is something there is something alarming about what's in this town right now i feel like it's not uh well i feel like it's it's something heavier than than a, a nasty cold season anyway um uh, I'm going to see if I can, uh, get Eli to, move move things downstairs. Um, uh, the coffee's uh, boiling there. It'll be just a minute.
0: All right. I'll, I'll take care of the coffee. And, uh, you know, you take care of yourself. It's, uh, you have a lot of burden on you as a uh, pastor of this town.
1: You know, the, uh, the Dr. Antle and I are, are, uh, in many ways, uh, responsible for, for all these families and, and good folks. But um, it's, a, it, it's, it's usually a, a beautiful place to live and they're lovely people. It's, it's usually not a burden, it's usually an honor. Um, I'll, I'll be right back, Sheriff. All right. Uh, and indeed, uh, it's only a few minutes um, before he comes back with a, uh, a handsome uh, sort of uh, ruddy-cheeked fellow in his mid 20s um who's uh got a a pretty light sort of corduroy jacket on he's rubbing his hands together and and uh and they're you know you can hear them muttering as they come in close the door and stuff and and uh they know that there's some stuff in storage that that he can take downstairs to help the the people so that gets arranged um and indeed uh as you guys are discussing, the uh, precise is that a hunter's green, a hunter's green in the intestine. What the hell is that? Uh, a fellow comes downstairs and he's got two folding tables under his arms and some other stuff thrown over his shoulder. Uh, and he he comes up and 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 uh, and I invite you both to do psychology roles again. Actually, sheriff, you should too. Okay. Well that
3: is uh nowhere near a pass. I'm a little distracted. Yep.
5: Uh I'm pretty sure that's a forest green. Hunter green is a little bit more brown.
0: I would have to spend fourteen points of luck to
1: pass. I you you won't need you know that's not this is not the time for that. All right. Um so uh the the fellow you know he's like sort of you know clatters a little bit with stuff and and he and he looks from one of you to the other uh kind of affectless, and uh he asks you you know uh where you want the tables and and let's set these up oh right right here. there is fine and I, uh, I, 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 I i know I'll, there's a there's a few buckets I'll get for you. I heard you want buckets. Is there anything else? No, the buckets will suffice. Thank you. Please, uh, Shaw and Chambers, I'd like also a spot hidden roll, but I'd like a hard success. Well, an
3: 05 is an extreme success.
1: Uh, it's the damnedest thing. The kid isn't wearing very much, and he obviously was just outside or an outbuilding. But you can't see his breath. It's 45 degrees down here, and you've got a fair plume coming out. Not this kid. Uh, and he turns around and, and trucks back upstairs. Oh, I, I'm uh,
3: sorry. Hold on. Just just one minute.
1: Oh, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. What is your name? Uh, H- Hutchins. Eli Hutchins.
3: Eli, uh, tell me, Eli, have you been feeling? I don't
1: know anything out of the ordinary lately. Not me, it was a fiddle. Never felt better. <coughs> <coughs> um, that's uh, <laughs> that's nothing. Uh, I've got a, I've got a, a little bit of German metal right here. That uh, that makes me, <coughs> but I, uh, you know, it's the same all the time. It doesn't bother me a bit.
0: Well, Eli, this here is a Dr. Dr. Lawrence. Uh, uh, maybe he'd like to take a look at you.
1: Well, uh, I'm, uh, if you'd like, we can arrange that sometime. I mean, I see Doc Antle all the time uh, and, you know, I, I live with Carolyn, so uh, if anything was wrong with me, they'd know oh, it right do away. You, do you have any
3: uh, well dryness in your throat or your lungs? Dry coughing. Um, is, is your do you feel your, do you feel feel phlegm with your cough?
1: It, you know, it's it's it it sounds like a wet cough because there's the doctors told me. Uh, there's there's uh what did they say? They said loose tissue. Inside my lung, from where the shrapnel lies, so it sounds very phlegmy. But I don't expectorate any, and it's 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 not a shortness of breath. It's just <coughs> it's just you know it's just a it's a damage. Uh, but I, I live with it just fine. I, I can I can run up. I can run up camphor Hill and run back down in a minute. It <laughs> doesn't get in my way any.
3: Oh, have you been in uh, in contact with any of the uh,
1: sick folk around here? Only the bodies.
0: So nothing this this life. coughing is nothing new, then?
1: No, I've had this since I got out of the hospital in France. I'm going to go get the buckets now. I'll be All right. right
0: back. And gentlemen, here's some coffee for you.
3: Oh, thank
1: you. Uh, Holy
0: shit. Is that yeah. what the inside of
3: a body looks like? Well, no. Apparently not. Not even close. Holy.
0: Disgusting. Sorry. No offense to the dead
3: folks. Well, it's, it's pretty damn disgusting. Uh... I, I doubt he would, uh... There's, I doubt there's he would no, mind. There's no... There's no infection or virus or bacterium that would... or fungus or... nothing. What would do this to someone? I... Looks quite disordered. I am baffled. This is all... Oh, this, is, this is wrong. He's like this. These kidneys, for instance, should not be this color. Uh... And they're they're small and they are kind of hardened a little bit. Uh, this liver is shriveled and misshapen and in, in the wrong place. These these intestines aren't uh, stacked correctly here. This is uh, it's, it's like something has rearranged this man.
1: Now, how do you wish to proceed? Uh, well, you've got some materials now
3: uh going in through the rib cage i want to see if they're um how the extent that this damage spreads and then i want to take a look at their uh, their brain uh we're gonna go check everything this is to what extent has this um malady i don't know what else to call it um how far does it go in the body
1: all right uh mr mcfarley and ms curtis uh, you've gotten warmed up at the, at the uh, family restaurant. Uh, how do you wish to proceed?
2: Um, well, do we know who any of the relations there would be for uh, Tiller or Benson? That's what we're here for. Or if we don't know who they'd be, we could ask, uh, is, there a, is there a waiter or waitress at the, at the counter?
1: uh yeah it, it's there's a there's a cook and one waitress and they're local and uh they could they'll they don't it's francis and doreen uh, oh, yeah. uh francis's brother actually is is uh the he, francis is a rutger and so is the, the the place you're staying at so these people are like the, the public face of the town oh wonderful
2: wonderful and and uh you know tipping them well cup of coffee and, and a nice, uh, you know, little something like a, a burger or what have you. Um, we're, we're, from, uh, we're from the county. This is Jamie Curtis, county clerk. Uh, and I'm, uh, I'm assisting the team. You might've heard that we've been uh, sent here to, to help uh, try to get a handle on the, the illnesses that's going around.
1: My- I understand you're both mighty
2: welcome might welcome thank you so much we're uh, we're trying to gather some information on uh, on uh, poor uh, tiller and, and uh, Benson that uh, yep. what where where they might have gone or been doing prior to their illness this this would be most paramount in in getting a good handle on what's going on here
1: yeah, you know I tell you uh... This time of year, uh, uh, half the folks do nothing but chop wood and, and sit in front of their stove. Uh, there's no, you know, it, there's nothing to harvest, there's nothing to till, there's nothing to plant. Uh, uh, you know, there's a there's a handful of folk who uh, will come down here from than just to, to say hi to do and have a cup of coffee. Yeah, because because otherwise they won't see nobody. Um, I don't know. Harriet, Harriet Vinson, uh, uh, she, she, uh, she was very much a homebody. I don't think I, I've seen her outside of a, a big church holiday or, uh, or, or the summer fate. Uh, she, she does never come down here. She loves her own coffee. Um, uh, Claude Tiller. Uh, have i seen him since the new year probably once or twice uh he's a bit of a taciturn fella you know he's been a widower for a while so i don't know i don't know if he if he stopped by or not but thing is yeah we're not uh it's not a it's not a time for congregating
2: might might you know of anyone that might know them a, a little bit better maybe uh maybe what they might have done just a day or two before they were taken out Uh, i
1: mean uh you could go by the vincent place and ask her husband or the widow widower uh i don't i don't think anybody had a handle on claude tiller much yeah uh but maybe Mr. Vinson might, might be able to tell you if they'd had a visitor or some such.
2: And uh, where, where might their residence be? Was that uh, nearby? or?
1: Well, in this cold, I wouldn't want to hoof it if I were you. Uh, you know, if you go on past the church, past the cemetery, take the, the narrow lane to the right, and go up a bit, and then take another right, and you will be going uphill toward Camper. Uh, 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 you know, name be on the mailbox, but you, I, I wouldn't walk uphill in this wind.
2: Okay, uh, maybe we'll we'll meet back with the others then. Well, then. Jamie, did you have any any questions? Any thoughts?
4: Covered. Um, obviously, our main concern really is also to find Eli, but. That's who I definitely want to follow up on.
1: Well, the, uh, your, your colleagues uh, are, you know them to be at the church, which is just up the hill. It's probably about equidistant to go back to the clinic. Uh, either one's going to be a little bit of a, a, a chilly march. Um, but, you know, you can't stay at the Restaurant all day. In fact, they probably close between lunch and dinner. Yeah, although they'd let you sit.
2: Well, we're we're warmed up with the coffee and the, and the burger. Maybe we'll uh, we'll just quickly huff it over. Uh...
4: I'll have I'll have written my while we've been sat here and after we've spoken, I'll have started writing out some notes and like started the start of. Uh, a proper official document like at least the note form of it before I then type it or sort it out when I'm in an actual office Mm -hmm. and sorting out my reports
1: so uh, you could you could ask them where Eli lives you could go to uh, the um, The um, post office lady's wow. home to look at the strange sketchbook you could go to the church you could go to the clinic
2: yeah we should okay. probably take a quick look at the, the sketchbook and then swing by Eli's yeah. place
4: um, so I'll walk up to the counter and just, sorry to bother you do you know where uh,
1: I don't know his last name but an Eli lives? and this you get the 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 waitress uh and she's like wow everyone knows where eli lives eli lives at at carolyn's house even though they're not married it's really the most scandalous thing in town we all love carolyn and okay you know eli hasn't been the same since the war so we don't talk about it much but it's really quite something you know it's really not but you must have met carolyn already right weren't you at the clinic yeah yeah well carolyn dahlgren eli eli hutchins lives with carolyn dahlgren
2: oh they've oh. always been sweethearts The nurse okay yes
4: i why did we ne- why did i never ask I, d- I did not realize they were the yeah. same person. Uh.
1: Uh, So anyway, you know, the Dahlgren places, uh, if you go on up Hart Road, uh, and you don't turn off at the clinic, but you go a few doors down, uh, that's where Carolyn and Eli live, and Carolyn's mom, God bless her.
4: Okay, thank thank, thank you. Yeah, thank you so Um, much. Okay, and I I leave her, I leave them a good tip, a very good tip.
2: All right, right, back to the church. Jaga.
1: Um, As Dr. Chambers proceeds to uh, get out the heavier implements and open up poor Samuel Eastman's chest, um, the only thing that would make sense is to find that his lungs were full of fluid. They're not, they are Shaped like they were partially cauliflower though, nothing inside is right. Um,
5: are the bones are the bones the, right?
1: The bones are only a little weird. Hmm. Uh, but oh, they're not unsolved. they're not quite as they should be. Um, you know, if you imagine somebody smudging, an image that you know those those parts shifted less than the softer bits but the softer bits shifted a lot and you can also see that some of the bruises that are visible on the outside of the corpse really extend inward you know if you think of sort of a, a rotten orange there's like that blush on the surface and then inside it blossoms into uh,
3: sure isn't Sure as hell ain't frostbite. No. This is uh tossing in his slate.
0: What do you think uh, it Dr. is? Was... Looks like well, somebody something's been crawling around inside of him.
3: but not not really.
5: I don't see it look it looks like he's been crawling around inside, inside of him. It.
3: Yeah, yeah. This is it's not like a creature or a parasite this is this would be like somebody has come in and
5: does it does it look like the bruise i don't know goes inside out or outside in
0: like maybe the movement of the things cause the bruising on the skin
1: Um. it seems of a piece it doesn't look like something poked it and then that rot went inside it also doesn't look like there was a seed that then developed it just seems like there is a there are there are channels of disorder and decay that appear here and there and when you take the saw out Dr. Chambers and look inside the skull. It's not as bad as the organs. It's there's, there are anomalies, but nothing in the examination of the inside of Mr. Eastman's skull suggests that the origin of this was in his skull. It seems like it too was touched by this force this disorder. oh my did
0: did Mr. Eastman have any shrapnel in his body? No. I'll no I was wondering if
5: find. we we haven't we haven't seen anything. Uh, it didn't look like there were any wounds that would have
1: Mr. Eastman is of an age that would not suggest he was compelled to be in the Great War.
3: I have a i have a feeling um for the sake of time we'll probably skip ahead and we will dissect the female victim see if there's any substantial differences i suspect we're gonna likely find a similar um disarrangement
1: yeah um, indeed um uh harriet is in much the same shape uh the most notable thing in this regard is that they are not their conditions are very similar but they are not identical so it's not as though again it didn't start and the kidney and then branch out and they both have disorders of the kidney and a bruising thereof. the 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 injuries the occlusions are i don't want to say random but they're they're scattered and they're not identical
3: so i mean so where where one's liver might be misshapen and purple the other one's liver is moved and squished in a different way and is a different color and
1: yeah everything's twisted and wrong but they're not they're not following a pattern that's exactly right
3: okay well i don't think uh can you
1: determine? I'm not sure, Doc, I'm not sure
3: what else we're gonna learn by dissecting this third individual. Um, uh, can I
1: have a luck roll from both of you, from both uh, Mr. Shaw and Mr. Lawrence? I was wondering, Doctor Chambers.
3: Okay, if, 28's a pass. I passed. Good. All yep. right then. With a okay. feeling, I know what that's for, but <laughs>
5: <laughs> like, if you if you knew my luck skill. You That's would know the life. significance of that. They're luck
1: impaired, yeah. Yeah. But sheriff, you had a question?
0: I was just gonna say, do you think it was this
3: disordering that killed them? Well, I don't know what killed them. I I so quickly. Um this would uh so here's if it if this is what killed them, sheriff, the the symptoms don't add up. If your guts were being actively rearranged your kidneys shrunk and, and shriveled and your liver moved uh, you'd be in a lot more pain a lot more discomfort and uh, is
5: this, the nervous tissue also warped kind of
3: settling subtle well, the brain not is warped as everything else which is yeah but like blood. the
5: spinal spinal cord
3: i think at this any further information uh my plan is now, as much as I hate to say it, is to go back to the clinic with a stethoscope and listen at those bruises. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, and to answer uh, the sheriff's question on your behalf, uh, yeah, there's a lot. There would be a lot of pain involved. The coughing is not a sufficient indicator, and these these. These bodies were obviously—you couldn't live in uh, with this body very long. You know, there's uh, things are disordered enough that whatever the initial impulse of this, by time that they are in the in the church basement, that is not a viable organism. All
3: right. Yeah, this would have—I mean, anything like this, you you couldn't survive it.
1: All right, do we want to visit uh, the clerk and the newspaper men before we get yeah. back to the clinic? Yeah. Good. Yes. yes. And how are people feeling about the time?
3: Can we take a short break, though?
1: Sure. sure. Five and minutes.
0: Want, yeah, four minutes. Five, yeah. minutes yeah. Yeah. five minutes
1: later. So uh, the journalist and the clerk are braving uh, increasingly nasty wind it's blowing in from the west uh the, it's it's hard to tell whether it's snowing or whether it's just the snow that's around is pelting your face uh and you're at the in the at the edge of a half cleared road going mostly downhill uh looking for the mailbox that says dahlgren um and it, It not that far on foot but it it starts to feel like you're gonna slump over into the into the snowy ditch before you see uh Uh. the en and you elbow some snow off the mailbox and it's dahlgren and there's a, a a formerly handsome house that's a little bit run down uh and it's got one light on upstairs uh and you're gonna have to you know Plow through two feet of snow to get to the porch.
2: I just like just not wasting time, going straight ahead. Yep, yeah, same.
1: Oh god, damn. There is, there is. If there's a bell, you can't see it, and there's no answer to a knock.
4: But the lights on, though, isn't it? Right, yeah. You you can see that light, right?
2: Yeah, it's yeah we're not noticing any lights on anywhere
1: you can't see the light upstairs when you're on the porch because there's a porch but you saw it as you were shuffling up it's a warm light it's obviously not reflection
2: just bang a little harder on the door
1: you're not going to get an answer
2: Hmm. well
4: we well there's got to be someone in who would Uh,
2: is, is the door uh is the door unlocked
1: You try the knob.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll try the knob. Swings right open,
1: blowing snow in. Okay, okay, we'll just just just, shout, Brad. Just shout.
2: Yeah. Um, Um, Carolyn, or uh, is anyone home? Hello, Eli. Can't
1: really hear anything except wind coming in the door.
2: All right, here. Yeah, let's. We'll just step in real quick. I mean, we're not going to intrude, uh, nice. other than just getting out of the deathly cold.
1: Yeah, as long as
4: we don't. And obviously, we've yeah, just... got that door open. It's we. He'll be fine.
2: Yeah, we'll step in and close close the door uh, behind us and just yell out, hey, "Eli, Eli, are you uh, home?" Eli. Um. The house
1: is, is not that warm, but it's not terrible. Uh, maybe it's in the slow sixties. Uh, it's dusty and it's dim. And uh, as you stand there, like, trying to shake the snow off you on the, on the not very tidy carpet in front of the front door and you look around the house is a is kind of a mess um, you know nothing's been cleaned or repaired uh, in any meaningful way it's not abandoned um, it's obviously been in use um, there's probably you know if you if you were to s- sneak around there's probably uh, warm coals in the living room. Um, Nobody responds to your first few calls, Brad. I I don't feel comfortable
4: if if we poke around. If if no one's answering, but I swear we saw a light on. And
2: yeah, yeah. If they, if they don't, if they, yeah. I mean, yeah. We have no legal rights, you know. Coming in here, oh, we no, wanted no, to talk. Feel... We just stepped in because it's so freaking cold. We don't, you Ma- know.
4: Brad, may maybe maybe just. Don't don't open any doors unnecessary, but maybe at least see where the lights on because if someone is in and Yeah because we know I'll, that uh Eli I'll, was I'll, in the war if he's at sneak
2: in. I'm 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 a I'm a snoopy reporter. I'll just snoop in just a little bit and check to see. But Very quiet as I'll, quiet as I can be.
4: I'll wait by the door though because I shouldn't really be <laughs> <Yeah>. breaking
2: any <laughs> any laws. And I'll sneak just deny <laughs> sneak sneak stealth stealthy uh, sneak. you
1: don't need a sneak roll because um you're you're you know the wind itself is making a fair amount of noise for rattling the old building um if you move away from the front door into the first large room uh it's 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 a living room it's a front living room so there's windows that look under the porch there's windows that go up to the side there's a couch There's a table, there's a fireplace that is a little warm. Uh, There's a lot of junk around. Um, And so I think a spot hidden would be a reasonable start. Certainly,
2: certainly. Okay, 46. And my spot hidden is pretty good, I think. Spot hidden is a 60, so that's a pass.
1: Um, So. You know, the the overall senses of disorder, like whoever is living here is not taking good care of everything. Um, there uh there are several items arranged around the fireplace that strike you as unusual, but you can't they don't signify to you in any obvious way. There's something that's like a, a blob of glass. Uh <laughs> There's a a metal tray that has ashes in it that are dark in color. Um, And as you sort of turn around in curious discomfort, like there's also, there's a lot of papers on a low table in front of the sagging couch And and at a glance, Would you roll sanity, please?
2: Oh shit! O3. That's an outstanding pass. Thank
1: God, I'm by the door. You you see, there's there's paper that's old and paper that's new, and there is strange drawings and symbols and sort of diagrams that are disquieting. Uh, some of the paper quite old and there, but there are lots of other notes that are current and in a feminine hand. And uh, there's a, a sort of n- notebook or diary that has a, a, a very worn piece of paper sticking out of it, which is the first thing that you see
2: that you can easily read. Hmm. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Hutchins, It is with regret that I write to you to share my unreserved condolences at the decease of your son, PFC Eli, oh my God, PFC Eli Monty Hutchinson, number 433571, American Expeditionary Forces. During an enemy offensive and amidst heavy shelling, your son ventured into no man's land to rescue a beleaguered squadron. Regrettably, he lost his life, defending his fellow soldiers to the last and saving several lives. As his commanding officer, I know that he spoke often and with affection of both you and his fiance waiting back home. Though we mourn mourn him alongside you, I trust that you find some small measure of comfort that he at all times comported himself honorably and that the cause for which he gave his life is just. You have my deepest sympathies and condolences in your loss. Yours faithfully, Matthew Hadforth, First Lieutenant Matthew Hadforth, from the offices of Major General uh, CAF Flagler, Commander of the 42nd Division, and General John J. Pershing, Commander of the American Expeditionary Forces. My God. Eli, this must be some sort of mistake. Jamie, this makes no sense. What? What? What's going on? This This letter, this Eli, he, he was killed in the war. It says right here, this is not some joke. Look, there's the official stamp right here. Oh, what? So, I, oh, I laid that it? letter out next to the other uh, couple of pages with the bizarre symbols and I'm definitely all oh, the reporters getting the edge on me here I, I need to take a picture of this Jamie
1: uh, would you please uh, roll to listen uh, yeah. uh, but Brad what? this is
4: unusual but why are you snooping I said to just go upstairs to see the light on not look through every document it was sitting right there. Uh yeah, that's uh oh, no, that's a regular pass.
1: Uh so you hear a frail voice that querulously says Carolyn Carolyn, is that you? Uh, Brad, can can you hear that?
2: Can can I? Let me see if I can hear that. I cannot hear that apparently. I'm like this. This is taking a picture of this. This is.
4: Brad, um, Karen, hear... it's
1: cold.
4: Brad, <laughs> I I hear a an old woman's voice. Well, or a man, I don't know. It's a frail voice of some kind.
2: That makes no sense. This is this is Carolyn's and, and Eli's, isn't it? There, there was no one else living here, was there? Well Maybe it's Eli. Maybe he's home and he's not feeling well. <laughs> oh, 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 Eli. That, that must be Eli. Let's let's press on, like we just got okay. here looking for Eli. Okay, well. Well, they seem
4: to be shouting out, so maybe if we go up there and see if we're okay, they could be
2: heard I don't know. Eli, is that you? Okay. Hello? Um, So so I'll start kind of going up the stairs, slowly looking up Eli. I will follow behind
1: a
4: little more cautiously.
1: (laughs) The stairs are dark, uh, dusty, creaky. There's a landing and you stop and you listen. And there, if you hear anything, that's not the winter wind. It's just.
2: Uh... Well, we'll head towards that. Someone's in trouble. Jamie. Uh, Brad, who was, you know, that
4: letter, who was it signed to? Who was it, it sent was... to his family?
2: It, yeah, it was sent to. um Oh, and who was it sent to? It was
1: sent to the Hutchins family.
2: Yeah, the, the Hutchins family. This is not maybe, the
1: Hutchins house. Maybe
4: his, maybe his mother or father lived here. I don't know. Yeah,
2: maybe.
1: When you reach the top of the stairs, the, the uh, cold snowlight through the windows illuminates a uh, moldering carpet. And uh, one door down to your right there's a a figure in a shawl uh and a blanket and one of those old wicker wheelchairs, but it's sort of broken, and there's a very gaunt figure in it who's probably female uh and she's leaning out and staring at you with you know glinting eyes and it and says, "You're not Carolyn."
2: Yeah. Oh uh, we, we, we we were we we're here looking for Carolyn and, and Eli when, when we heard you Eli's call Eli's
1: not here Eli's not here It's a mask
2: It's it's a mask like 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 oh. someone's someone's pretending to be Eli oh. Brad, I don't think we should be here.
4: <laughs> I don't feel... Um, yeah. Okay. Can we... Uh, I feel a little... I also feel a little mean leaving this frail woman, but I
2: just do not feel... Can, of being here right can, now. Can we help you get back to your bed, or can, can we get you a cup of tea from the kitchen?
1: Only Carolyn can help.
2: Only Carolyn. Only Carolyn.
1: Okay. Only Carolyn can help.
2: Okay. We, we need to get Carolyn. We need to get. Okay. We'll get Carolyn for you.
4: Yeah. Okay. Brad. Um. Yeah. We'll we'll be back with Carolyn. Let's get out of here quickly, yeah. Brad. I don't. Okay. Feel...
2: So we'll yeah. just back down the stairs. Quiet. Yeah. Good.
4: Brad. What the, what the hell.
2: I don't know, I mean, like like, like Eli's not Eli, Eli's something else, wearing a mask. So,
4: we've so, uh, this, we'll probably have exited the house at this point,
1: trying to... Uh, but Brad, uh, anything before you leave the house?
2: Um, well, the, these were mighty peculiar, bizarre things written all around the fireplace. I, I got a picture um, of those, but... Um, do, on the way out look to the other side of of the the hallway or the room is there anything bizarre in there or you know that catches the eye uh the other
1: you know from the foyer like the living room was on the right side the other side is uh, a, a dusty disused dining room and you can see a kitchen there's nothing the, the general disorder is significant but um no other specific kinds of weirdness leap out at you.
2: Yeah, this this is bizarre, but I mean, I'm, I'm not going to take anything that's stealing, and they've done nothing wrong, but it's very bizarre. I've got a picture. Let's let's go. Let's get back to see if we can find Carolyn, this poor oh. person's and suffering. Brad,
4: Brad uh, this, so we know that all the people who have been ill have been rambling and <laughs> raving. um, And now she's saying that Eli
2: isn't Eli, I guess? Um, yes. It's like she might be contracting whatever this disease is. She's rambling and not making sense.
4: This, this is kind of making me want to see that sketchbook a little more. Also, yeah. it. I just don't want to be here at the minute. It's, yeah. It's well, we, the
2: yeah. It, it, can we... Can we get to the sketchbook house on on the way back to the uh, clinic to get Carolyn?
1: We will bend space time to make that possible, but first we're gonna revisit our friends at the Man. church. <laughs> we time travel. Uh, so we have two autopsies, relatively complete. Uh, you're probably a little annoyed you didn't let brad bring his camera because you're going to need to document this weirdness at some point dr chambers um what are your other thoughts concerns or intentions
3: Uh i need to do a medical
1: examination on that kid uh, eli the, i
3: think his name was
1: the the uh, able at the clinic oh eli, eli the young man
3: yes before we leave here uh, then we need to go back to the clinic because something might be actively rearranging their organs and that's a problem i would like to follow up with but that's i mean this strange per- i mean he's coughing he's been in contact with the bodies i mean there wasn't any moisture coming out of his lungs it's just bizarre like i just want to
1: right so uh If you so, you go upstairs and you ask the Reverend if you can also examine Eli because he Eli had done his couple of rounds Mm -hmm. taking things in and out. Um, and uh, the Reverend says, Oh, Eli, uh, Eli, Eli hurried off, he often does. Probably Carolyn called him.
3: Oh, Carolyn, who's Carolyn?
1: Oh. I don't, I hate, normally I would not permit, uh, normally I would not be willing to make a dispensation for such an arrangement, but Carolyn and, and Eli have been living together as if they were wed since Eli returned from the war. Uh, oh. The lad has not been himself and uh, you know Carolyn is so devoted to her work I try to encourage them, but neither of them are, are really among, are, on, are part of my flock.
3: Ah, uh, um, I see. Where can I find Carolyn?
1: She'll be at the clinic. The clinic? Yes, Nurse Carolyn Dahlgren.
3: Right, right, right. She's almost always there. That's well, uh, thank you, Reverend, um.
1: Or finish downstairs with your um, work. Uh, the initial um, for for the time being, I understand. For the, this, time, for being. the time
3: being, is is complete. Um, I hope
1: I hope your investigation was helpful.
3: Something fruitful? like that. Fruitful, yes, fruitful. But it was very fruitful.
1: Um, <clears throat> are you uh, are you a, a faithful man, Doctor James?
3: Uh, I. Uh...
1: I used to be. I understand. Well, I'll pray for you just the same.
3: But Thank you, Reverend.
1: All right. Uh, we'll do a quick run to uh, the Eastman house with our uh, housebreakers, and then uh, everybody can
2: run to the clinic to see what's afoot. This is very bizarre. Jamie, I mean, the, the writing on those weird pages, I got pictures of them, but uh, it, it, it looked, I don't know, it, it, I'm wondering if it's in uh, the nurse's hand. It's, she's into some really weird shit. It was, looked really crazy. Plus the letter. It's Eli's dead. It's official, official letter from the Department Notice. of Defense, from the War Department.
4: Yeah, it's definitely official, but that means, that means that she knows that he's dead, then she knows more about maybe what, she knows more than what's happening than she's letting on, and she is definitely our prime person to speak to, but
2: I'm yeah. wondering if if what those weird pages were with her notes on them. Uh, I wonder if, if they're concocting something to that that might be getting people sick. Maybe she's not doing it on purpose, but maybe it's a byproduct. I I something's weird. We we need or maybe... we need Doctor Chambers to and Shaw to look at this and see what they make of it.
1: Now maybe, uh, but... you were invited to enter the Eastman home so you yeah. don't have to feel like you're breaking and entering. Okay. Um, your feet are, feet are like ice blocks when you get there. Um, it's a, a downhill, the wind is not stopped. There's definitely new snow falling. Uh, and the Eastman home is not warm. It's, it's, you know, it's probably being kept just above freezing so the pipes don't seize up. Mm. Uh, it's tidy though, it's tidy and empty, maybe a little dusty uh, and a little quaint. And uh, it's clear upon entering that the living room was made into a sick room for Samuels decline. Okay. Uh, and there's a, a folding table next to uh, the bed that was made up for him and on that there's a. A, a thick rustic notebook. Um, that's uh, sort of warped with use. Uh, And it's full, every page on both sides is is chock full of scribbling and illustration. And there are three representative images. Are they claws? Is that a person?
2: It looks sort of like yeah, hands reaching out with a blank face with a rib cage and a bunch of floating circle things. (laughs) What would Mr. Rorschach say? Well,
3: it, it, Warshak would say something different depending on whether or not the person drawing it drinks diet coke.
2: Oh well, this one makes much more sense. Yes, yes, this makes a lot more sense, Brad. Yeah, the the color streak on the on the left brings warm hints of relief.
4: What's it even? It looks like it said something, but I'm not
2: sure. I'm, not... it it's it mightily bizarre. I... Yeah, that first one was really telling. Like, uh... um,
4: what the what the hell is this?
2: Like the the spheres are all emanating from something, and it looks like there's, what hands are trying to block something, push something up.
4: Is is that like? Are they like eyes? And is that like a mouth under a a hood or something? Or am I seeing it?
2: This is bizarre. Okay, We're able to take pictures. This is fascinating. I've got to...
4: Well, we can take this. She said we can take it.
2: Oh, that's right. Okay, there we go. I'll save the film.
4: But Brad, I have another thing. (laughs) What if... Because obviously, we have confirmation that Eli died. What if somehow he came... He didn't die,
2: but well, so he he, came. He, ob- he obviously didn't die. This is and, or or he and... did, and this person's impersonating him.
4: Yes, but just in a in a theory that let's say he he didn't die, and it's him. What if he brought something back with him because technically he died, and maybe something I don't know. Or you could be correct. It could be someone else
2: impersonating yeah, him. There's, because you mentioned a mask and yeah be- yeah the 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 lady at the the old lady was saying that's not Eli, and then that 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 seems well, to stand to reason that he isn't Eli because Eli's dead, so this guy's impersonating Eli
4: and that's the thing, even if it was the real Eli who had died, it still wouldn't be Eli because he he had died, it's not Eli anymore.
2: Well, yeah, and... obviously, the guy is walking around. That's not, that's, if Eli but... died, that can't be Eli. So, so someone impersonating.
1: out at each other, gasping in the chill wind, heading back to the clinic. Yeah, heading back to the
4: clinic, <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: Do
1: Shaw, Chambers, and Nix have any activity on the way back to the clinic?
3: No, not that I can think of.
0: Well, Doc, do you think that there's any kind of danger? We haven't been able to determine if this is spreading.
3: But <laughs> this is not some disease. Well, it's I, I, something something is happening to these people, but it's not a disease.
0: I mean, in the old days, we would have thought that it was some sort of a witch's spell that's put some nastiness on people—voodoo or.
3: Well, I I, I could have say that it's magic but i mean i mean somebody surgically operating on these people seems far more probable than a disease at this stage well, you know, there was no marks leaving that no stars? Yes, yeah, but yeah. There, there's nothing that indicates that but i can't think of any disease pathogen parasite what what could do this to a person i am so i i as i said we have to look at the people who are still alive that will help maybe help us figure out what the hell Um,
0: well I can tell you this I I honestly don't think that uh, Doc Ample would have the expertise to do any kind of surgery like that
3: I never said it was him
0: well no but I was just saying he's really the only candidate if we're talking about some sort of surgery and I don't think he's up to that I think that he would have to send anyone to a major hospital in a bigger city than uh, to do uh, surgery.
3: The, the fact that anybody with this condition is still alive or survives at all, for any length of time after this occurs, um, I, I, I can't explain it.
0: Did you all notice that Eli fella, that boy? Yeah, was, something. Is, uh...
3: Well, I'm worried if he if he has. Early stages of it. I know he kept he kept claiming his little wound from the war, but he wasn't. There was no moisture being excelled, which is strange, to say the uh,
5: least. You you mentioned you mentioned that earlier. How how
3: do you know that? Uh, his his breath. Yeah, I could see everybody else's breath uh, downstairs oh. except for his. Huh. Are,
2: are we back to the uh, yeah. to meet up with them yet? Well, well before- there's.
4: There's Brad McFarlane. Before we got there, I would say something to Brad. Um, Brad, do not tell the three of them anything yet. The other what three. do You mean? No, 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 no. There's a reason. I first off, me and you, we go straight to Carolyn first, just because I feel like that is more urgent right now. And then
2: more like, urgent. Eli's dead he's
4: just yes yes but if we tell them and all of us know it might urge Carolyn if she's there to to not speak whereas if we speak a bit more personally to her before letting them know it might be better I do want to tell them and I would rather tell them as soon as straight away but I think it's just best to speak to Carolyn
3: first. Hey, you two, get in the car. We've got places to be.
1: the <laughs> blinding yeah. snow. Please. The only movement you can see that isn't white is figures, and you're converging <laughs> on the clinic. Two from one side, three on the other. Uh, yeah, exactly. The, the, the uh, white-walled wagon isn't even worth digging out from the church parking lot. It's already iced up and snowed in, and <sighs> the road's not worth trying to go down a hill in. Oh. Well, and time. you enter the clinic door, and there's a you know, again, a short, uh, a short carpeted foyer, uh, with some dark wood. And in front is the little parlor where you had tea earlier, and there are some stairs on the right side that go up. And a nurse haddocks is, uh, partly up those stairs, and she's holding her arms and rocking back and forth and looking mm-hmm. nowhere. She's is she, very gaunt. Is she going up or coming down? She's seated on the stairs, partway uh, part way uh, up the first floor. I'm I'm brushing past to go look at the patients. Oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, a turn. That's a turn to the left. And nurse, the, Nurse we Haddock, have, we is all there, everything all right? Nice. Nurse. Nurse headaches is not immediately responsive. She's just she's just rocking she uh, looks. Uh, are are you okay? She, she she you know she blinks once you guys are all around her and shudders a little bit she's like you'll see it you'll see it you'll see what
4: she did where's, where's Carolyn you'll see it in the clinic okay quick uh, Sheriff, me. no time to explain we need to get Carolyn right now no time
0: Carolyn no time to explain what let's just go into the clinic
5: oh well yeah uh dark dr chambers
1: doc, dr chambers was in first the first okay. thing you notice is a, a, a pungent organic scent burnt uh, plant matter lots of it heavy uh strange uh the lights the the lamps are lit but the room is dark uh And there is a general distressing sound. The patients, the four patients, are writhing in beds and cots. Uh, Sand check, and each of you, as you come in behind Dr. Chambers, will face the same concern. Oh, that's a fail.
0: That's a fail. I fail. I got an 08.
2: 56 out of, ha! Ah, ha! oh no, that's that's my luck, it's 55. It's 60, okay, I passed, okay. <laughs> uh,
1: so so those who passed will only take one. Um, now I think about it, Jamie and McFarley should probably have faced some at the house, but it's, it's one shot, we won't worry about it. Um, those who failed do a 1d4.
3: four i take four
1: yeah so it's yeah so you're feeling wildly. we
3: got here too late it's happening
1: uh now as your eyes adjust to the smoke and the dimness uh there are the four four patients and they're they're moved their their the motion of their bodies is violent um carolyn is sitting uh with a a pleasant smile uh on sort of a a camp stool at the far end of the room and eli is standing behind her affectless as always um and as you as you as you as your senses organize themselves about the space uh you recognize that the other sound in addition to the moaning of the patients is this echoey, muttering noise, pronouncing words that make no sense, but feel like words. Um, And there's a shadow in the center of the room that doesn't make sense, given the light sources. Uh, I'll try to. Uh,
4: uh, Chambers, don't go, don't go near them. Obviously, you're in front of us. Uh, chambers, don't go. Sh- over.
3: Sheriff, you, sheriff, wouldn't stop them. W- what's exactly sheriff, going on here? Sheriff, Eli isn't Eli. E- he
4: can't. That man can't Eli be. Eli died in the war. We have proof of it. Proof, and we have a an old woman who says that
1: that is not Eli, but it is someone else. Oh. Mrs. Curtis, my mother's been sick for years. She's very confused. But Welcome no... all. I think, I think that I'm going to be able to cure them. No, no. Cure them? To, you need I to explain them. I think I can cure them. Is this what I you did.
3: tried on the others?
1: No, I didn't realize. I didn't realize that there was something strange until you came. So I just let them go, but now I there, there is something making things wrong and I'm going to make it better, Carolyn says he's going to make things better for us and she looks at the Shifting shadow high in the middle of the room,
4: Carolyn, you need to explain to us why is Eli
1: there when he is clearly dead. Eli is, uh, uh, Carolyn's always been very pleasant and calm. And at that, she looks at you very coldly. Eli came back from the war changed. The war changed a
4: lot of people. No. Right. I have been nothing but kind to you, Carolyn, but there is a, a certificate stating he is dead, a legal binding certificate stating Eli is dead.
1: You snooped in my home? We did not. How dare you?
4: We did not. The door was open, and there was a light on, and someone was in distress. Someone was shouting, and so we went in. We were looking for Eli, and then we stumbled across Why were that. you
1: looking for Eli?
4: Because we, because Eli was the last person seen with the first person affected with this illness, so he was our top priority.
1: Eli has never been infected with this illness. You no. people, I thought you people were here to help. We, we are, not are here, here to, to help. help at all. Yes, we are. You're interfering, and you don't understand anything. We think
4: you are clearly ill yourself, Carolyn.
1: I've never been in a day in my life.
0: Now, Carolyn, Just... why don't you try explaining to us what the hell is going on here? How is this shadow here? No, they're, they're hurting these, these patients, Sheriff. Stop them. Well, how are they hurting the patients? Sheriff, that can't be Eli.
4: He is legally dead. We have proof. But they're that standing
0: can't... over there, and they're not doing anything. The patients are obviously in distress. As the
5: conversation goes on... Where's the doctor?
2: Where is the doctor? uh, I turn on the light switch as everyone's talking to this room.
4: God, one week. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Before uh, Carol answers about the doctor, McFarley switches on the overhead light. Uh, The... Shadow in the room is mobile and active, and it branches out suddenly when the light comes and then collapses and sort of shoots into the ground, and sane people need to do sanity checks to see such a thing. I pass again. They
5: passed. Uh, that—that's another fail. No. Oh, that's another fail as well. <laughs> I oh. am definitely getting more of an education than I had uh, initially <laughs> thought. Uh, I, uh, uh,
1: passing, I think, should take should still cost two, and failing uh, a one d six, particularly because, in the immediate aftermath. Two of the patients gasp and two of them are clearly dead. Oh, God. And, oh, Six. nice.
2: Not good. <laughs> uh,
1: and the two who, who passed are contorted grotesquely. Oh. Not oh. smashed, but just bent out of reason. Uh, Could I make an intelligent strike? <laughs> Please make an intelligence roll.
4: Uh,
1: why do I have to have
4: high intelligence? I have 75 intelligence and I just rolled a 33. <laughs> Very good. Uh,
1: I've, got, I, I've got my extended... Uh, so I'd like you to roll a, a, another D100. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a seven. Seven. Uh, you are compelled to immediate violence. You are going to smash, break, or hurt something right now, and you have no choice in the matter. So you can choose your target. Or try to. He, he's around. <laughs> like I'm, I'm by the likes of it. <laughs> Carolyn is probably the second farthest thing. Carolyn's at the other side of the room with Eli right behind her. You've got your colleagues right around you and four cots Two of which contain corpses, and two of which people who are going, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: I was speaking, so I'd be close to Chambers because Chambers was... so it'd probably be Chambers.
1: All right. Uh, yeah. So you can make it a, a brawl roll, and Chambers, you can try to respond. And the sheriff should try to respond to you, probably. Well, yeah.
0: If, if Jamie suddenly starts attacking Dr. Lawrence, I'm going to probably instinctively oh. pull out my gun. I just rolled a 99. <laughs> <So>. Okay.
3: <laughs> and I... Miss Curtis, get a hold of yourself. I'm not even hitting you. I'm hitting the air in front of you. Miss per- Curtis, pull yourself together. I. Well, where Where is the doctor? <laughs> I'm ignoring Curtis, who's apparently not any effectively i'm going to the patients that are gasping
1: uh the nearest one is that as the teen boy abel uh and he's got some color in his cheeks and he's just like he's gasping like somebody who was held underwater for a minute and is just now up and everything's
3: fine with him now Well, i mean kind of it may be maybe who knows um
1: it's better than it was. His, his eyes are focusing. He's Again, he's got some color. And okay. the breaths seem deep.
3: Okay. With a stethoscope, is are his heart and lungs still in the right spots? Uh, b-
1: nothing, obviously, is abnormal about them. Um, now, Carolyn, Carolyn has stood up.
0: Okay. And I've gone it, over by her. Uh-huh. Just to say, uh-huh. now... Carolyn, you got to tell us what's going on here. And I've got my gun out at this point. Is this something that you're doing to these poor folks?
1: What just happened was the best I could do to cure as many as I could. It worked a few years ago. Some, and it worked this time, some. But this time there's something else. It's something I don't understand none of you understand nobody listens it's it's there's something on the hill there's something on the hill and that's what's making people sick and if you want to help you can come or you can stay here but whatever it is it's on it's on camphor hill well what what happened a few years ago what do you mean you did this a few years ago the Spanish flu. Yeah, the flu. Everybody I treated got better. So
0: uh, and I turned to the others to say, to have you found information that uh, some of these people went up onto Camphor Hill hunting?
2: That was with uh, Sammy. Sammy went up there and with uh, Eli. And uh, they came back. And then right after, that's when Sammy got ill. Well, then
0: that maybe that's our connection there.
2: But why wouldn't Eli get
3: sick he was exposed to the same thing?
2: Well, because also... There's, a li- yeah. there's a legal
4: document signed that Eli died in the war.
0: Yes, but maybe
2: they were wrong. They don't always get those things Are right. Are you, you telling me
3: them. that there's a dead man
2: standing in front of me? An, Im- an imposter. Yeah, also, because- the, the old lady at the house was claiming that's not Eli.
1: And the old lady. And Carolyn says again, My mother barely survived the flu herself. My father died. She's very sick. It and how dare you break into my home? What is wrong with you people? You're monsters. And she's sort of pulling on stuff and and you know, preparing to head out into the blizzard. She's like, Eli, we're going.
4: Sheriff. Nick, Nick's you can't let them. Yeah.
0: I've got to see what they're talking about. Maybe Doctor need Lawrence needs to come with us,
3: or no, at I'll, least I will. I'll, I'll, I'll come, Shaw. but I need to. I need to check.
5: Oh. Need where's Carolyn? Where's
1: the doctor? To... Uh, he hasn't come back from his rounds. He, who knows? To follow him.
0: All right. So as we're going out and I'm, I'm, I'm right behind Carolyn. I was, I don't know, like Carolyn, I, it's crazy for me to ask this, but we're country folk out here. Is this some sort of a wise woman stuff that you're doing?
1: Witchcraft or Sheriff, we have to hurry. Um, uh, it, it wasn't a. It wasn't a woman. It was old man C- Cadwell. Elon and I learned from old Ben Cadwell. Wherever he rests now. Uh, there's no time to talk. There's something in the hill and it's eating everybody. And so we're gonna eating. Um, eating? That's what she said. Yeah. Uh, it's a. It's a nasty blizzard, and things are cracking off you know there's bits of slate coming off roofs and uh, porches breaking um but because it's dramatically tedious to have two of you fall over in the snow and die we'll just get you as a group <laughs> up toward camphor hill All right. uh, <laughs> we'll only some on of you heads. came prepared obviously uh, and yeah, you probably array, you know, whatever you could garner. You came, you, you knew you were going into, into January in North Dakota when you came. You brought suitable clothing and some stuff. Um, would each of you give me a luck roll, please?
5: There's a fail.
1: That's a pass. Oh,
3: yeah. That's a pass.
5: That
1: is a fail
3: by one.
1: So. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed. Uh, I missed McFarley.
2: Oh, I, I got a uh, extreme ten out of fifty-five.
1: Very good. Uh, so you start to lead. You start to lead and clear a little bit of path through the snow. Although Carol and Eli are making good time. Um, before you guys cross the main uh, intersection, Ms, Mrs. Curtis and Mr. Shaw, you. Uh, begin to find yourself shallow of breath uh it's a dry cough uh that makes you feel weak uh and um the sheriff and and the doctor seeing you flagging will certainly assist you on your way uh past the church cemetery uh the ground gets steeper which actually helps a little bit because this snow thins in the lee of the hill and there are more trees to to break it up but uh it would have been dusk and with the heavy clad cover the sky is just a, a, a roiling purple uh and carolyn and eli are both sort of casting about on the hill uh And Carolyn's ranting and screaming things that you can't understand. They're probably not English, although the wind takes them away. Um, Would uh, the two uh, unwell, Curtis and Shaw, give me uh, con rolls?
5: (laughs) Dark chuckles. mm, That's a fail.
4: Uh, minus the minus zero, 00. Can
5: I zero. can I spend some luck and bump that up a couple points and make it an an extreme critical fail.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> happily Ms. Curtis did that for you. I... Uh, oh,
5: delightful. <laughs>
1: uh so you as you both stumble and your and your peers are trying to help you up. Uh Uh, Dr. Chambers, Mr. Shaw's gonna need attention. Uh, He seems to be having an attack. Uh, Mrs. Curtis, uh, you can see a tall, shrouded figure that has no face. And it's reaching, it's beckoning you with one bony hand, and it's pointing up the hill with the other.
4: I see him.
1: Um, maybe those who are conscious should do listen rolls to see if Ms. Curtis can be recognized.
2: A witch roll?
1: A listen. Listen. Oh. Can I spend three points to? House? Certainly. Oh. You can cup your ear and lean in. Pointing away.
2: Yeah, we'll do I that.
4: Going away. I see him.
0: You see it's... who, Miss Curtis.
4: Would I would I save a fa- a faceless one? <laughs>
1: in... The faceless shrouded the, the, a faceless the, shrouded man.
4: The faceless yes. one. He points the way. The faceless one. The, the that's what all somewhere. the sick
2: people say delusional ramblings that's exactly the same thing
4: and i, I looked towards where point she's pointing
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um all right and as you guys are, are communing uh carolyn sees what you're about and you can't hear her voice again over the storm because they're a little bit up the hill but she points eli and eli starts to shuffle at the ground with his bare hands again he's wearing a, a late fall jacket right and he starts shoveling in the snow and uh beneath the snow, he begins, there is a pile of rocks that he starts to prise apart and he pauses occasionally and Carolyn sort of yells at him and he's pulling off these stones that are frozen together. And uh, as the strong among you drag the weak forward and as Mr. McFarley takes photographs, not knowing that the gelatin in his film is frozen completely, and he's just moving bits of shrapnel of frozen post film around inside his camera that'll never work again, uh, the the stones are enough stones are pulled off that there is a a figure revealed and Carolyn, who is coughing violently herself, uh, collapses on the figure. Uh, Eli looks down at them and then turns and walks off into the Winter Woods, the North. And (laughs) Carolyn... she is lost on this corpse. And the corpse, uh, when you can get light to it, um, will match photographs of Eli Hutchins, who hasn't been seen since he left for the Great War. And that's all that we know about what happened in Eisner that winter. Well, I'm getting out of here. Yes. So, luckily, um, Jamie Curtis couldn't do any harm during her madness. Uh, When you get back to town uh, and uh, try to revive uh, the remaining nurse and uh, heat the place up, and sit around and tell each other your stories. Uh, You'll find uh, Shaw and Curtis have both suffered frostbite. Curtis is gonna need some time in care. Uh, The two patients who are dead are dead. Everyone else in town recovers. There is not a plague, there is not a contagion, or there isn't any longer. So in that regard, uh, your work is done.
4: Oh. Well, I'm gonna God. be writing a very weird report.
2: <laughs> no,
0: I'm never <laughs> gonna talk about this again.
4: <laughs> uh, hell,
2: am I gonna write for the Daily News? Nothing. You're right. going write not a
3: damn thing. I, I'm gonna have, I have to, to spend more before.
5: time to get my master's. <laughs> this this well, isn't were, gonna count. You... This isn't gonna count towards anything. It's, <laughs> no, it's gonna get it's everything is gonna get laughed off of nope. any any Mis- board it goes to. Mister oh, Shaw, you
3: you assisted me with two autopsies that declared that the people died of natural causes, and that the risk that the threat of a infectious disease um, was not present. So you helped immensely with that. So we are gonna get you some. Kirk, uh, that's right here. Doc
0: uh, Doc Antle comes back from his things and we're like, oh,
3: we're all f- everything's fixed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Keeper,
1: explain to us what was going on. So, um, Carolyn and Eli, uh, when they were innocent and young, uh, used the old Cadwell house, which we didn't get to visit, uh, as a place for their secret rendezvous. The Cadwells had a reputation and they left some things behind um, that the kids studied and followed up on and experimented with. Um, And then Eli was uh, drafted and left for the war. Uh, And it was announced that he perished and so carolyn summoned something to replace him because she couldn't be without him and it's been a very faithful simulacrum uh for since since the bad news came unfortunately the spell she used that gave this amorphous thing his face and voice took the face and voice from the real Eli who hadn't died. Uh, He made it back from Europe on January 1st. And on the hunting trip, he met the false Eli and poor Samuel and the false email struck him down and buried him in a cairn um, because he didn't want to give up his existence. Uh, But Eli had enough magic in him to use a similar spell to the one Carolyn used to help people during the the flu to revive himself. The problem is it takes living essence from things for itself. So from Camphor Hill, where he's buried in the cairn, this essence, he's been sucking the life out of things near him. Sam Eastman was the first one to go because he was present at the attack. And then it's been radiating from Kemper Hill. So you were right to look for a map uh, relationship at the beginning. Uh, And Carolyn had no idea that Eli had come back and the false Eli didn't want to do anything except interfere that that relationship. And retain his position. And it's still out there. Ooh,
0: interesting. Our players included Morgan and Stuart Lively, Josh Harwood, Brian Daly, and myself, with David Gasway as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience we provide audio only versions of our shows free for you to download from podbean or itunes the costs involved with the are provided almost entirely by our patrons without them we wouldn't be able to do what we do if you'd like to help support our show please visit our patreon account just a dollar to a month helps us a lot you can find a link in the description below like share and subscribe our- To our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.